uh, fresh off a print crush, eel in the Thames, left hyperactive after Londoners on cocaine urinate into water. Bloody hell. Yep, that's the title. Let's get into the deets, shall we? Let's pick this article apart. So Londoners are taking so much cocaine, aquatic animals, more used to being jellied, found themselves inadvertently pickled. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, what, does that, what does that say about us, you know? I mean, we're not Londoners, but we are from England. So yeah. It doesn't really speak well about us. It's especially poignant, isn't it? Because, like, especially, like, people outside the UK have this, like, sort of sort of posh, like, civil, ultra-civilised, like, view of, like, I'm, like, Dan from Dandenon or some shit. Dandenon, yeah, it's yes. the famous British county. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just making shit up. Like, Dandenon. <laughs> well, like, we've all seen the memes, haven't we, of all these, like, things where it's just, like, says, like, you know, expectation versus reality, and, like, mm. like the British, like, expectation is, like, super civilised and, like, classy, and then you get to it, it's, like, the reality is, like, these, like, chavs with like fucking knives and shit yeah it's always like roadmen saying you want a fucking ciggy mate like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear excuse me no worries uh, anyway i'll continue with the article hmm? according to new research by king's college london researchers uh, class a drugs consumed in the capital are urinated into its wastewater systems at an alarming rate so not only is this happening a lot but it's also on the, on the rise it's increasing hmm. uh, fortunately for animals living in the thames London's water treatment plants are failing to filter out cocaine. They found the fish appeared hyperactive. I'll say it with speech marks, that's a quote. Uh, compared to eels kept in cocaine-free waters. <laughs> I like that. I like That's a fun little sentence there. I just love the classification of cocaine-free waters. Yeah, is that how we're like judging our water these days? <laughs> yeah. That's not something I was uh, aware of. I wasn't up to scratch on that. Uh, anyway, London, this is another quote. London is known as one of the highest consumers of cocaine, and this suggests everyday usage. According to a report, uh, the concentration of cocaine found in the river was so high it lay outside the quantifiable range. Jesus. Like, this isn't new information to me. I know it's quite a famous thing like London's doing cocaine. I think Jamie's brought it up on a podcast before, yeah. saying how he met someone whilst he was on a gap year uh, out in Asia who was from London and was saying like, oh yeah, I do cocaine all the time. I can't work without cocaine. Jesus. I know, right? It seems to be like a, I don't know, like a quite a popular thing, but yeah. it's still a class A drug and quite, you know, still illegal. I don't yeah. know how people are getting their hands on this stuff. I don't want to use the word iconic, but like, does it apply here? <laughs> Go on. Like, like, you, well, like the idea of like cocaine being like one of the iconic drugs. Like you think like, you know, you've got crystal <laughs> meth and heroin and, Cocaine. Most like popular the, drugs. Twenty twenty two. The iconic trio. Wow, it's like like Drugs Weekly magazine or something. <laughs> this week featuring meth. <laughs> Lovely. Got like an exclusive interview. Uh, other than that, there's not much else to take away from the article. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on that? You know, uh, what, what do you think about the poor eels that are consuming this uh, this cocaine ridden water? Yeah, that's awful. That is. That really is. A sh I mean. I suppose that is actually because, like, it's a funny story, but when you think about that, that bit's actually quite like tragic and harmful. Yeah, but I like, like to think that the eels are loving it, and like they're working faster and harder <laughs> than ever before. Yeah, or like I don't know, they're like something. buzzing around the fucking <laughs> waters, like, doo -doo 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 -doo. like acting like Charlie Sheen, like winning. <laughs> <laughs> All fucking buzzed off their minds, like Hollywood stars. <laughs> it starts like snorting cocaine off of like the other eels' boners. And stuff. <laughs> I, I I don't know. <laughs> I like the idea of eel boners. Eel boners. Yeah. yeah. Or like snorting it up eel cities. That could be like, you know, whatever eels want to snort it off. What the fuck is happening in this conversation? I don't know.
Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. I'm Ryan Burr, and you're listening to the Burr and Friends podcast. Today, I'm joined with Christian. Hello again. Welcome, sir. Welcome. We are back. Uh, last time, we were talking about Egypt. Today, somewhere not quite as exotic, or at least uh, I wouldn't describe it that way. Perhaps you might. What are we talking about, Chris? We're talking about our respective uni experiences, which for me was Nottingham, and for yourself was Winchester, correct? That is correct. So this will probably be labelled to be Nottingham podcast, because I kind of want to I want to hear all about it, you know? Yeah. I don't feel like I get to ask enough about your uni. And also I don't get to hear enough stories, so oh, this God. is a perfect platform to do it. That's the thing. Like, I was so excited when you, when you said we were going to do this, because I've got <laughs> so many stories to tell. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, <laughs> Because that's, you know, this is the perfect place to share these stories, you know. Yeah. It's a storytelling podcast. Exactly. As well as, like, a travel podcast and, like, a fucking a nonsense podcast. <laughs> nonsense podcast, I like that. I mean, it's t- it, ain't, it ain't a lie. <laughs> so, how about we start with... Uh, start from the beginning. So, let's kind of hear what drew you to Nottingham and Nottingham University. What made you pick that uni? Well, so it's actually quite an interesting story, actually, because um, I actually... Um, wasn't drawn to it originally. The one that I was actually intended to go to was uh, Swansea University. That was the one that I put down as my first choice. No way. You know, that's where Jamie goes. Oh, nice. I didn't know if you knew that. No, I didn't know that, no. Anyway, please continue. But yeah, so I, I um, th- that was the, the main one I put because I went to an open day for that and I was really impressed. I liked the campus. I liked the people there. And so I was thinking, yeah, all right, Swansea's the one. And then uh, for some, well, I ended up going to a Nottingham Trent, uh, Nottingham Trent mm-hmm. open day and I wasn't thinking... Too much of it at the time, I was thinking, oh, yeah, you know, let's go to an open day. Da, da, da. Like, you know, I wasn't too fussed about it. But I went there, and I was actually quite impressed. Like, very impressed, actually. Like, yeah. I really liked the campus. I really liked the people there. I got to get on a decent enough basis. And uh, we actually had some pretty interesting um, uh, things. Like, the lecturer, especially, had quite a controversial opening lecture, where it was like a math... Well, because well, for reference, guys, I do maths. And so okay. that was the thing. And I so, think that's, that's insane. Maths, is, maths was hard enough. Normally, like in high school. Yeah. Then I heard about it in the college, like sixth form level. Still way too insane. You're doing it at degree level. Yeah. It blows my mind. So it's 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 not fun. Well, no, it's it's fun, but it's it it's not without its challenges. But like it, that that makes it all the more impressive, you know. Yeah. Well, what 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 uh, stuck out to me the most about going to this open day actually was this interesting little lecture, which actually proved to be quite controversial, almost quite like a bit of a hot topic because he um. The lecturer there was trying to draw the um, what links IQ to people, which sounds like a fair enough thing. But then he started bringing in factors like like race, like gender, and all these different things. And he's and like he was like, oh, this might be a bit dodgy. Are you going to say like women are less intelligent or like black people are less intelligent? Like that was like that was sure. where it was going. I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit, this is going to be a bit. It's like dodgy waters. And like it was actually he managed to to do it relatively well. It, basically, the conclusion that he came to was that there's more genius men. But there's also more idiot men, which I can believe. Also, it comes back to that thing that we learn about in like high school science, where it's like you could be born with like certain set of genes, but then like there are like outside factors that affect you growing up as well. Yeah. So oh, I can't remember what the study was now, but it was like if you had uh, if you made a clone of someone, like physically they would be the same, but then over time they change because of different experiences. Yeah. Uh, maybe one would get like a scar, something like become physically different as well. Yeah. So I guess that also factors into it. Anyway, we were talking about your uni mm-hmm. and the controversial lecture. So that lecture drew you in. Uh, what else kind of brought you to Nottingham then? After that, were you just like, oh, do you think maybe this is the course for me? Uh, yeah. Well, it, there were there were a few aspects. Um, 
But it's quite interesting for me, actually, because I actually uh, didn't go to Nottingham originally. Uh, ended up doing quite poorly in my A-levels. Mm. Uh, well, most notably for maths, which is the topic I'm doing. I got an E in maths, so that naturally set me back quite hard. And it was it was quite a big blow to my confidence as well. And I felt really insecure about doing a lot of things. So yeah. instead, I uh, instead of going straight into that, I had to do a foundation year in mathematics. But unfortunately, they didn't do that at Nottingham. So I had to go to a different university, is Wolverhampton University, which was quite nice. But I ultimately, I still had, I still preferred Nottingham from what I'd seen. So yeah. I, I ultimately ended up. Uh, choosing to go to, to Nottingham in, in the end. But Wolverhampton is still quite close to home for us as well. Exactly, yeah. I, I literally that's, I literally caught the bus back uh, to do my driving lessons at the time. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, and Wolverhampton was nice, but I ultimately... I am still glad that I went to, to, to Nottingham in the long run, because uh, I, I've i made like I've made so many like good friends and had so many experiences at Nottingham that I just don't think I would have had at Wolverhampton. Yeah, so I feel like, although, as you said, you got set back with maths, and although it was bad at the time, Everything worked out for the best in a way, you know. Yeah, like I think I feel like that that happens a lot, you know. Yeah. Although things suck temporarily, in the long run, they are meant to happen, and they give us a tougher skin, you know. Yeah, and take these sort of problems head on and like deal with them better. Uh, how about we? Talk well, it's about... loosely. Oh, sorry, sorry. You're gonna. No, no please. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, it, it's loosely on topic because I was about to say like after that, my confidence was hit hard after getting an E in maths because I stood so hard. So I was quite like not very confident, but. And so I'm actually quite glad that I had the foundation year because that was a good year to build my confidence back up. Mm. And I got really good grades in the end. I ended up getting 98% on my uh, on my thing, which was you blew me away. I was like, wow. That's... And I didn't even try that hard. Like, because like, <laughs> I tried my, I tried, I got, I just, I'm sorry. I realize that sounds really arrogant now, doesn't it? No, no, that's but, fine. Like, I didn't even try hard. I got 90%. Yes. Like, you know, oh. but no, like, uh, like you accidentally typed in some things on the keyboard. Like, <laughs> bam, full grades. <laughs> yeah. Like autocorrect or something. Mm. But yeah, no, I, it's like in some aspects, uh, like what you were saying there. Yeah. I am, I am actually quite glad it was a, it was a humbling experience and it built up my confidence a bit. And yeah, here we are. It was good in the long run. Yeah. Which I'm glad to hear. And I was just going to ask, uh, why don't you tell me more about Nottingham then, apart from, like, not quite the uni, but the area itself. So, what are the buildings like? What's, like, the, the scenery like? Like, are things expensive there? Yeah, so things, uh, I'm not really sure I'd say they're expensive, more just, they're more just the prices that you'd find anywhere. And uh, in terms of, like, the building aesthetic, uh, it's quite, uh, like, a lot of it is very, very what, what stereotypical of what you'd expect from, like a like, a city kind of, Large, you know, modern-looking buildings, kind of thing. Mm. But what's interesting is that the university itself stood out quite, quite a lot in this regard because the university, uh, obviously, was being constructed ages ago, yeah. was almost castle-like in its structure. Well, okay. the, the, sorry, the the city campus. This is the the Clifton campus is much newer and it's much more modern in its design. But the city campus itself uh, had very much like a like a castle sort of aesthetic with like you know stone bricks and you know glass you know glass that was quite quite clearly like a like, I'm trying to figure what was the word? Like Stained a, glass? I, I, some of it was, yeah. And so, but like, it was quite cool that, like, because it had that aesthetic on the outside, but you go inside and it's like, yeah, it's, it's very furbished, it's very taken care of. Oh, all kind of modernised. Yeah. And mm. so it's it's quite cool how they've managed to maintain the uh, the sort of, like, rustic uh, exterior, but also, like, still kept, like, you know, with themselves, like, like if that makes sense. Like, it's still, still kept, like, technologically, like, with us, if that makes sense. No, that's cool. So, like, from an architectural standpoint from the outside, it's still quite old. Do you know how old your uni is? Because I know mine was... I can't say I do, sorry. <laughs> Neither can I. I can't remember my one. So that's <laughs> right. But I was just going to say, similar to mine, the main campus is yeah. very old. 
we've also got like an old church on campus as well. But then we've also got all the modern stuff as well, which is where I spend a lot, a lot of my lectures in. Yeah. Because I criminology was quite a big course. So I ended up going to all these big lecture halls. We needed to accommodate more people. Oh, yeah. Also, Winchester itself is quite old. Have you learned any of the history of Nottingham? Because obviously you've got like the legend of Robin Hood yeah. in your place in like Sherwood Forest. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't really do much in terms of learning the history much. Uh, but, well, it's quite interesting in some aspects is that in, in a funny sort of way, it feels like me and my friends have made history for ourselves there, if that makes sense. Like, oh. I know it seems like silly and funny, <laughs> but like genuinely, one of the one of the nice humbling things I saw is when uh, my lecturer Lawrence came up and he told us that, uh, yeah, he, he's not going to forget us. Like there are some students that come and go, like you can forget them. But he said like, mm. yeah, but I'm not going to forget you guys. It's, it's, it's a very sweet thing to hear. Yeah, it is. It's, re- it's really sweet to hear. I'm, I'm very pleased with it. And I'm sure we're going to hear some of his stories as well. Like, yes. Explain exactly why we'll be, uh, not be forgetting you. But before we get on to that, uh, I actually want to say, I think I, I've been to Sherwood Forest myself. Oh, yeah. Because there's like a centre parks there. So like, I've, I've been to Nottingham, but not like properly. Like yeah. I've been to eight, like very particular parts of it. Because mm. I have a centre parks there. And with centre parks, it's a holiday place where you can bring dogs. Oh, yeah. So as my family got our pet dog, we had to go somewhere different to... Our usual place, which was, I think, Barmouth or, mm. uh, or like, Butlins or something, you know? Yeah. So I got to go there. That was beautiful as well. It was always been, like, a Christmas trip. Yeah. So whenever we'd go, it'd be, like, a nice Christmas market on. Sometimes it snows, and, like, when it snows in the forest, it is gorgeous, Chris. Yeah, I can imagine that. Gorgeous. Winter Wonderland, they called it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really nice. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I couldn't tell you much about Nottingham. Yeah. Uh, I learned some of the history about Winchester. Like, I know the cathedral's, like, over, like, a thousand years old. Yeah. And it inspired a lot of the Sir Arthur legends as well. Oh, yeah. So there was a... We've got a round table there in the Winchester Great Hall that's, like, mounted on the wall. Sweet. I think it was uh, commissioned by uh, Henry VIII himself. Yeah. It's got the Tudor Rose on it, as well as, like, the names of each of the members of the round table. Yeah. So that's quite cool. I probably couldn't tell you much about Winchester. Uh, Jane Austen was there at some point. She's buried in the cathedral now. Hmm. That's where a tomb lays. So if you want to go say hi to dead Jane Austen, that's where you want to go. Oh, yeah. You're right, Jane. <laughs> Love your work. <laughs> uh, how about we talk about some of uh, your notable stories now from Nottingham? I have been looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah, so we spoke, I mean, what else do we have to cover? We've talked about, like, the area. Mm, yeah, I guess we should talk about the people. Before we, yeah, I guess before we talk about particular stories, let's talk about the people. So... People you may have met on your course, or people who you've met around Nottingham. This is going to be a long section. <laughs> That's fine. So yeah, please take it away. Tell me about the people of Nottingham. I suppose the best place I could start is uh, how I met my group of friends. Sure. Which was uh, quite a funny little story. Is um, uh, I, I I befriended a group of uh, people on my course. Naturally, that's just where where you start with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, what's interesting is that I uh, in the lectures I kind of kept to myself, and uh, and very quickly the others noticed. A few things about me, like uh, okay, like uh, so. For, for reference, one of the really weird things that I do, and I don't really know why I do it. It's just something that I've just it's something I do. Well, you probably know it. Is uh, is I say bless you a lot. Like even to people, like even when like the lecturer is talking, like if they'll if they'll uh, if someone sneezes, I'll be like bless you kind of thing. Sure, okay. And, uh, and like, sometimes the, the, the lecturers feel like interrupted, and sometimes they even like laugh along with it. Mm. And uh, and so here's the thing, my uh, my friend uh, Sam. 
he saw me do this and he was like, Oh, I see. He's a bit of a meme lord. I see. Like he thought it was, he thought it was an act at first. He thought I was like, like joking. Like I was like purposely doing it. Or you just kind of like look for any excuse to raise your voice and cause a scene. Essentially. You know? Yeah. Become a center of attention. Yeah. Like essentially. Yeah. Chief maker you are. Yeah. But then the thing <laughs> is he saw me do it a few more times and that's when it's, that's when he's like over the course of a few lectures, that's when he started to realize, hang on, because like, because like you, you've seen it, it's not like a bless you kind of thing. It's like a bless you kind of thing. And so, and he saw me do this once, like properly. He and he properly started to set in. He was like, "Oh my god, he's not doing it on purpose." Oh, this kid isn't a renegade. Yeah, I just love the idea of like him there, like realizing, like completely zoning out from the lecture, just realizing how strange I am, and he just thinks to himself. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Like sure, this, so was, this is insane. So, was his introduction to you? Did he then introduce you to the others? Uh, yeah. Well, it's it's kind of like a a, a weird thing. We uh we met uh by large uh on the table that we just went on. Like we just went on a table in one of the seminars, and we mostly kept to ourselves. I mean, we talked a bit, but like uh. Uh, we, we we talked uh, a little bit. I mean, the mo- the main interaction I had with them is uh, I had my headphones on because mm. I was like keeping to myself, uh, just playing my music. And apparently, I was playing my music so loud that they could hear it. And they asked me, "Excuse me, mate, can you like?" I even got told off by my lecturers, be like, "Excuse me, can you turn your, your music down? You're playing it far too loud." I was like, "Oh, oh, okay." And so then you got like some like fat headset with a big bass. Yeah. <laughs> my God. And so, and so, well, that's that's one of the weird things about me is I listen to my music very very loud, mm. like. I think even uh, a few of my mates have like quoted me on this. It's like, holy shit, man, you, your ears are screwed. You shouldn't do it, you know. You could, uh, well, first of all, it could damage your hearing, but then also, if you're out and about, you know, you're not going to hear cars. It's so dangerous. Oh, yeah. That's... Or if someone's about to jump you, you know, the ends of Digbeth. <laughs> you've got to be vigilant. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. And uh, so that was how I met them all. That's nice. And, uh, and yeah, no, that, that was. That was uh, so they're uh, all also fellow mathematicians. Uh, yeah. I mean, we uh, it's different for me, like completely opposite, actually, because none of my friends did the same course as me. I yeah. found it like really difficult to hold a conversation with people on criminology. Yeah, they'd, uh, I don't know. They'd always want to actually talk about the course itself. They were like pretty pretentious about it. Like, oh yeah, I feel like because Winchester, it's quite a, it is a posh area. I will say, uh, yeah, I think it drew a lot of posh people in, and they always. Some people thought themselves better than others, which I didn't quite like. I don't yeah. like the attitude of looking down on someone. Oh, God, I hate that. I couldn't ever assume that I was better than anyone else. Yeah. And I also want to say it doesn't go for everyone on my course. Some people were lovely. I just weren't particularly friendly with them. Uh, but I think, for the most part, no one was... Uh, I wasn't particularly chummy with anyone in criminology, which is a shame. And I think I knew we were going to be different on the first day when we had to do some icebreakers by yeah. telling the person next to us something we were proud of. So we had to tell them an achievement. And one gentleman turned around to me and says, I'm really proud of my, my newborn son, who me and my, my girlfriend just had recently. Oh, wow. It's going really well. I was like, oh, wow, yeah, that's, that's great, that's great. I, uh, I ate a big burrito once and won a T-shirt. <laughs> so I feel like that was the first time I was like, yeah, I don't know. This isn't, uh, yeah. we're not quite compatible. Another time was when, uh, actually, he found this quite funny, but the dude that laughed at this wasn't a regular criminology student. He's like criminology with psychology. Oh, yeah. So he was doing both of them. We had to do another icebreaker thing where it's like, oh, where do we see ourselves when we're like, uh, when we're retired, basically? Yeah. Like, what do you want to achieve in life? And I listed three things. I said, I turned to this guy, I said, I want to be with my girlfriend still. I want to be happy. And I want to be sexually active. And that's all I want from life. And he seems like that. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> thought, I mean, who can disagree with that? That's a, they thought it was funny. You've got your priorities straight. Yeah. 
but yeah, but that, that's about it as far as people in my criminology course go. But I feel like uni's full of different characters. Like, oh, I know yeah. one of my friends, someone on his course was called Shadow, or she, oh. called, she called herself Shadow, <laughs> as in, like, the hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's a strange one. But I think the biggest character I met has to be my, my old housemate, James, <laughs> who you would have heard of my oh, yeah, podcast, I've heard of on the podcast, actually. Yeah. Uh, he is... Very unique. <laughs> I love him to bits, and I think because he was a bit older than the rest of us, we we teased him a lot more. Mm. But that's because we, we we loved him to bits. He was like very lovable. Yeah. But we we also had like a kind of brotherly relationship where we'd kind of like poke fun at him. Yeah. And it's because he made it so easy. Like he was also the most immature one out of us. <laughs> so I don't know if I've told the doorstep story on my podcast before. I but I'm can't recall. I'm gonna tell it again anyway. <laughs> but at least a shortened version. There was one night where he went out drinking by himself, well, with some friends, and then he came home by himself. Oh, I think I remember this. Yeah, go uh, And I think he lost his coat along the way. Anyway, fast forward in the morning. My housemate Jacob wakes up, he opens the front door, and J- James was on the doorstep and he falls right into the carpet. And he was like, James, what are you doing? And James was like, oh, sorry, I must have fell asleep on the doorstep. And Jacob was like, why? How long have you been there? I was like, oh, I've been here a few hours. I think I lost my house key and I couldn't get in. Jesus Christ. And Jacob was like, well, why didn't you like knock the door and like let one of us know? And James was like, I didn't want to bother you guys. <laughs> so yeah, he... Uh, Gentleman. He is, he is funny. Well, of course he's funny. He, uh, he has like a, quite a quirky personality. And I think yeah. it suits him being a comedian. Yeah. Like he very uh, fittingly did a stand-up routine called James Crampton, Natural Disaster. <laughs> uh, which suits him very well, actually. Yeah. Let's go back to your friends. So you told me how you met your group of friends. Tell me more about them. Well, yeah, it's interesting that you said uh, that you like you you met some characters at uni. Because character is absolutely what I use to describe uh, some of my friends. Like, uh, so first off, we have uh, uh, well, we've got multiple Sams. They don't want me to mention their surnames, but uh, that's fine. So uh, Sam, let's we'll call him Sam One. Uh, it's basically oh, the do you, in your mind. Do you know which one Sam's one? Yes. Okay. When Sam One and Sam Two listen to this, are they going to know who's who? Uh, yes. Okay. Is Sam Two going to be upset that he got Sam Two and not Sam One? Possibly. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, please proceed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's um. So so basically, uh, Sam One is the uh, very much the smart one of the group. He's uh. I, you you heard me joke earlier about like his brain is bigger than my torso. It's like yeah, no, that that's entirely accurate. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I hadn't heard before. Yeah, he he is very 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 smart, and he's like. He's he's doing really well. He's he's actually he's actually got himself a uh, well. He he's the only one of us doing a master's degree. Very and, impressive. Uh, yeah, we're, we're really pleased with that. Uh, we have uh, Sam too, who is uh, probably who I'm closest with on the entire uh, course. Okay. And he is a. Uh, we joke a lot about how he's basically a serial killer because he's a. Uh, he's got some tendencies. Let's say interesting. Like, kind of like a, a Dennis Reynolds type of character. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he always makes these like evil jokes and everything and, uh, and it's, we, we, we've we gone to some fucking ridiculous shit like well there was really there was one really cool event actually though where um we went uh, just outside campus uh, nearby one of the trees and he actually tied up a rope swing and we uh, we swung about on that for a bit and we just had some fun with that and that, that was quite fun it was just, <laughs> okay I thought you were going to tell sorry, me like I, I realise now I picked him up as this evil guy and then described something really wholesome but... yeah you, well you I thought you were going to be like, oh, he made like a noose or something. You know, Jesus. I thought you were going on like this tangent where you were going to say something evil he'd done. Like you came home one day and you found him like strangling like mice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you know why uh, this is separate? But uh, do you know why serial killers or uh, troubled young people, I should say, kill animals when they're growing up? Is it because of like troubled, like 
childhoods or it's uh, uh this is one of the things I learned criminology. It's is actually... it like a need to like it like assert like superiority or something? Well, maybe in some cases, but the reason why I heard it is because it's because they try and feel emotions that we've seen in other people. Oh yeah. So say for example if a kid in school dog's dies and it's made him really upset uh, the other kid who's a psychopath he's like oh man I've never felt sadness when he goes up and like kills an animal it's like oh I don't feel these emotions oh jeez yeah so it's it's also yeah. like an attempt to learn to have the, the capacity to to feel the sort of same emotions like yeah. mirror other people yeah uh, no, I guess that sounds it's dark isn't it yeah it's, it's dark as shit yeah Oh, criminology was a was a delight. I got all the all yeah. the fun facts from that course. <laughs> I'm trying to think now, because like, because obviously, like some of the the main serial killer traits that Sam has is like a he plays it up in like video games, like where he's like he just role like any video game he plays, he role plays like a really evil character. Like, a, oh, that's always fun. I, I, I told you about his Red Dead character, right? Where mm. he has serial killer mountain, where he uh he just like literally like takes other serial killers to the mountain and kills them. I feel like it's fun in a video game because, of course, it's just a simulation. Yeah. You get to be a character you're not in real life. Yeah. So if I wanted to, like, fucking stripe up some civilians with a machete, I could absolutely Jesus. fucking do it. Jesus Christ. GTA style, you know, rock up <laughs> in my panto. <laughs> not... <coughs> Excuse me. That's fine. I can, just, I can mount the pavement, run them all down. Jesus. Get five-star cops and, like, go out in a blaze of glory when I probably set up, like, a C4 and kill us all. <laughs> Now I'm wondering if you're the serial killer here now. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I do make handbags out of people's flesh. So that's, but that's just me. No. Yeah. Well, uh, so, so that's uh, so that's the two Sams. The uh, the other two people I knew uh, quite extensively were Eddie and uh, Dan. Okay. Dan unfortunately uh, didn't make it into second year with us. Well, sorry, he made it to second year, but he was quite absent for a large portion of that, unfortunately, because mm. uh, well, he suffered a family tragedy over Christmas of that year, so unfortunately he was quite out of the camp for a while. Mm. And so he uh, he decided he wasn't going to go into third year just yet. He wanted to retake second year to properly do it. Yeah. And uh, Eddie is the uh, the last compadre of the disciples, as I call them. So is, uh, is this like the A-team? This is like the, the A-listers, you yeah. know? Yeah, these, these are the A-listers. you yeah. got the top dogs. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Eddie's a Eddie's a wonderful little chap. He's a he's, it's a wonderful he, little chap. I, I, I just God, I I realize how condescending that no, sounds. No, I think it? that's a lovely way to describe someone. <laughs> it's nice to hear. Yeah, no, he's, tell he's, me about Eddie. Yeah, no, he's he's a he's a he's a he's a really nice guy. I mean, me and him go to the gym quite a lot, and uh, we we get quite a quite a bit of stuff done. And uh, and he's uh, he's also known for well, okay, so I'm known for my terrible terrible sleep pattern, and he's known for like not really like sticking close to the work and everything okay and so um and so like we kind of like bounce off each other in that regard because like i'm usually because my sleep schedule is so poor i usually most of the time work my ass off to like get stuff done mm. meanwhile he's just there just like, oh, I'm work. like just... <laughs> i feel like i'll take an eddie approach to work you know yeah. that's, that's a bit more me uh very laid back you know chilled out because you know what's the point in stressing about things man yeah no that's fair yeah. like a hippie <laughs> <laughs> i mean oh, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the type who i mean I placed a lot of myself in this degree. I'm hoping to do uh, uh, decently well. I actually have gotten some pretty decent results up thus far. I did, I, did I tell you my um, my project poster actually won? Uh, it got voted best of the year by the employability it team. Did again? That's always nice to hear. Yeah, always getting these lovely compliments from your members of staff at work. Yeah, no, it is at work is. at uni. Yeah, that's really good. Um, but going on to what you said there about like the meeting the people, honestly, quite a bit of like the characters that we've been seeing in uni have been from the lecturers. We've had some absolutely, like, 
wonderful lectures that we've made quite a few uh, like stories and jokes about and uh, so for reference uh, everyone I know you can't see this because it's not visual yeah for, for but I have now, a um, uh, I'm I'll describe what I'm looking at Chris I'm looking at a heart-shaped pillow of a bull gentleman wearing glasses he's got a very cheesy grin on his face that says was that big man Martin correct yeah and then on the other side is this me yeah, that, does, uh, that doesn't resemble him all that much. Perhaps like the hair. Yeah. The, the eyebrows are dotted on the knees. <laughs> so for reference, uh, we had this lecturer called Martin uh, who teaches us uh, some of the more numerical sides of maths, being like numerical methods, numerical solutions, that kind of stuff. Oh, sounds and, like it'd uh, be fun at a party. <laughs> well, he actually would be, actually. Um, so, uh, God, I realise how dodgy that sounds, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, he would be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, uh... So, um, if you subtract the clothes and divide the legs. <laughs> <laughs> no, and multiply inside her. <laughs> I'm going to be on a list for saying something like that one day. <laughs> I work with kids for fuck's sake. <laughs> anyway, c- carry on. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so Martin is uh, uh, one of our lecturers, and uh, he very quickly caught on to me and my friends as the, kind of like the... Uh, the strange ones of the of the the class, That's and one day he say... eventually came up to uh, to Sam too, and uh, like with our shenanigans, and he just goes, "You're weird, Sam." And like, <laughs> he, he, said, he, he just said that to him full on, and so You're Sam, weird. Y- yeah, literally in that voice. And so Sam too has since made it his basically his mission to outdo himself with the weirdness, try and like make himself as notable as he possibly can with all the weird stuff. I feel so like one of, one that, of the is, that is the only correct way to go yeah. about it. So, so one of the instances... I admire this. Yeah. And so one of the instances in which uh, he tried to chase this up is he he gave uh, Martin a gift, which was a frozen apple. Uh, I might I mentioned this earlier. Is he um, What he did is yeah. he um, quickly darted off back to his, which is just on campus, and then he quickly uh, came back and uh, the second uh, Martin walked in, he, he fucking... He's a usually... He's, he's a quiet guy most of the time. Like, he's, like, relatively reserved. But the second Martin burst in, Sir, I've got you a gift! Like, he, like, properly, like, really cartoonishly exploded up and, like, provided this frozen apple to him. For reference, you couldn't tell it was frozen. It was just looked like it. Okay. And, uh, like, it just looked like a regular apple. Like, when, when he actually, like, took a hold of it, it's like, oh, thanks, Sam. And he took a hold of it, and he went... Like, it completely slammed down because it's frozen. It, it's actually quite heavy. Like, like legitimately, it, I'm not exaggerating when I say that. If he was holding this over his keyboard, it would have broken the keyboard. Oh, like, like, all the keys would fly up in the air. <laughs> yeah. So that was the frozen apple incident, which was uh, quite an interesting one. Yeah, how how did Martin react to that? Because that's just such an odd thing to do. Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting one. He, uh, or he, weird, as Martin he, would say. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and he, 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 he did take it really, really well. He was just like, oh... Go away, Sam! Oh, like, you kids! But like, in, 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 but it, not 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 in like a not in like a oh fuck off kind of way, but like in like a tongue in cheek, like he's he's along with it, like oh Sam, like you know that kind of thing. Sure. Uh, and then this instance, uh, you were just describing the this pillow, heart-shaped yes. Martin pillow that I'm looking at. Yeah. Sam decided he was going to get himself a little gift for Valentine's Day. Sure. And uh, he decided to make he he went online and actually crafted this beautiful beautiful piece of art. A Martin pillow with, on one side, it's his face, Big Man Martin, and on the other side, it's the face of his me character. <laughs> and once again, uh, in cartoonish fashion, the second Martin walks in, Sir, I've got you a gift! Like, always, 
you know Sam is <laughs> taking the piss. Well, not taking the piss, but you know he's shitposting whenever he says the word sir. Like, that's something that I've learned with him. Like, it's always followed up by something bizarre. Yeah. Okay, or eccentric. Yeah. Know, that might be a nicer word for it. And so, uh, and, and he... Uh, he actually uh, made several of these. I well, I say I'm I'm, I'm saying like this is like his big like I bought this. Like he he made three of these. I bought. This. Oh, he sold them. Yes. <laughs> okay. And Did so, he give you that for best friend discount at least? No, he didn't. But uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was having a drink thing. Oh dear. <laughs> but yeah, no, and so um, yeah, so that's the uh, the the Martin Chronicles. I don't suppose you know this, but does Martin to still have his pillow to this day? I think he burnt it. He, he burnt <laughs> well, it? Well, okay, I don't know this, but he, he, he reacted to it with such disdain. It's like, what have you done, Sam? Like, he was like, he was really, uh, he, 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 again, he played it off like a good sport. Like, uh, and he, he has told us, like, yeah, don't worry, it's chill, it's a funny joke and everything. But he, he, he did say, it's like, this is like, this is one of the strangest things I've ever seen from any students. It's, uh, it's got to be up there for sure. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's Martin. Was, do we have anything else to say about him, or should we move on? Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't really know much else about uh, Martin, unfortunately. Well, if we steer away from the uh, the people talk for a second, we actually talk about like maybe the university life, like how we find li- how we found like living away for uni and stuff. Because yeah. I thought living away was one of my favorite parts about uni. Yeah, I think it was really good for me. You know, you get to learn things like budgeting. Yeah, because I stay in Winchester. Winchester is the most expensive place to live in Britain. Oh yeah, so I kind of had to budget. Uh, <laughs> But again, like, because my family's quite poor, I got, like, the good bursary. So, like, I got the max amount of money. Yeah. Yeah, as well as that, I got to, like, I have my own space, which I really enjoyed. Uh, I got to really start managing my time better. Yeah. That's, like, a, a transferable skill I take with me everywhere. What, did you just kick over your drink? Yep. I was hoping that didn't get picked up. Is it? Sp- <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh, don't worry. It's got its lid on. Don't worry. It's also, it's in my studio. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I loved having my own space where I could just like watch streams, like play games, uh, oh, yeah. listen to podcasts, and it was perfect for me. What do you love about your university life? Uh, yes, it's a similar sort of thing to me actually, but um, it's a bit strange for me because um, the first year, uh, well, the first two years being Wolverhampton and first year not. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, I uh, I lived in a, a flat with a a few a few other people. Uh, mm. We we all had our own rooms and everything yeah, naturally. And the first year was actually quite interesting because I. Uh, I knew quite a few of them. Well, I didn't know any. I, I got to know them is what I mean. They were quite. Uh, they were quite nerdy and everything, and not in, not in like an insulting oh, really? way. Like, like that's the thing. I'm well at home at that point is what I mean. <laughs> but like, uh, they were really into their like Dungeons and Dragons and like board games and stuff, which was Fun. cool for me. But the thing is, I'm much more like a, a gamer kind of nerd kind of thing, or like I'm much more that kind of thing. And so, and Ed was like a really good cook. Uh, I always. Oh, you lived with Ed in first year. Sorry? Oh, this is a different ad, sorry. Ah, uh, okay. I was going to ask, like, did everyone in your first year accommodation do the same course as you? No one did the same course as me. In, in <laughs> some, some didn't even go, uh, well, well, okay, so sorry, that, that's for the second, uh, yeah, but some of them didn't even go to the same uni as me. Like, oh, some, that's so strange. Well, okay, so for, for reference, uh, if you don't know, there's several universities in, in uh, Nottingham. There's mm. Nottingham Trent and there's University of Nottingham, so... I think uh, it was a similar sort of deal for me, where in the first year of university, I was put with these seven different flatmates, none of us did the same course with each other, which is very different to, like, I know someone like Jamie, yeah. whose people he lives with, they do the same courses in. Yeah. It's a very different experience, like, we don't really get to, like, help each other out with work and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but also my first year accommodation, it was brand new, which was nice. Oh, sweet. It was off campus, so it was, like, a short walk away from, like, the town, from, yeah. like, the uni and stuff like that. 
That was all lovely, but I was right next to a train station. Oh. Christian, there are times at night where I'm drifting away, and I can still hear the train tracks. Because <laughs> it made this very specific dun. Dun-dun, dun-dun. Dun-dun, dun-dun. And when it went done, I knew it was done, because yeah. that was the last set of wheels going over the bumpy tracks. Oh, I know it, I know it, yeah. I'm but, tra- I'm, I can visualise it now. I still hear it at night, bro. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. also, with my first year in uni, it was my first time living with women. Because, oh, yeah. uh, obviously, we get like, quite a mixture of different people. Yeah. And I found out that girls will just talk about anything in front of you. <laughs> like, there is no restrictions whatsoever. So yeah. there was this uh, one girl, I won't name her, she was talking about a uh, fuck buddy she had, and like how <laughs> they were having sex one time, and he oh. kept asking her, like, oh, are you okay? Like, oh, are you enjoying this? And she was like, I just want him to shut up and fuck me. <laughs> and I'll be there in the kitchen, like... Oh please, I just want to eat my crisp sandwich. <laughs> let, me, let me have my, my lunch in peace. Yeah. <laughs> like, no boundaries. But uh, that was quite nice. It was definitely a different experience. Uh, yeah. But in my first accommodation, that's where I met Jacob, and that's where I met Mark. Oh, yeah. Who I lived with in my second year, when Jacob introduced me to James. And they became my best buddies. Sweet. Uh, yeah, so, like I said, I didn't really have any friends on my, on my course. I got on with people. Like, yeah. I wouldn't, like, ever, like, turn anyone down for, like, a chat or something. But we'd never really, like, make plans outside of, like, uni-related stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure I'll talk more about me and my housemates later. Yeah. So, anyway, please continue about uh, your uni. Well, so, we were talking a bit about accommodation. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. You're making that. a right I, mess over. I, uh, so, for reference, I accidentally destroyed the cushion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, let me just put that back. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... um. Actually, mine's so, mine's kind of slipping. I'm gonna. Yes. Oh. Yeah, so, so for listeners, we're technical in, difficulties. Sorry about this. We are in a studio right now where the seats are slipping and sliding everywhere. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. Why? Why? Why the way it is? <laughs> why? Why? It's a mess. Oh. Okay. I think we're back on track. Yeah. Sorry about that. Let's let's go back to the uni talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one of the one of the things that was actually uh, a bit poignant for me though is that um, during uh, my second year, well, se- well, first year in Nottingham, second year overall. Okay. Uh, my um, my mental health unfortunately took a bit of a hit. I, I actually uh, felt myself quite overwhelmed with just everything, and uh, I ended up taking quite a bit of a hit in that regard, mm-hmm. and uh, managed to get through the year, but only just, and like it didn't feel it didn't feel well at all. Uh, especially because this is, uh, for reference as well, this is during the COVID as well. During the COVID. Oh, honestly, COVID and university. We, because, for reference, I was 19 when COVID began in December 2019. I'm turning 23 this year and COVID's still around. There are still millions of people who yeah. are suffering from COVID. Bro, I was like robbed of half of my uni life because... Oh, dude, yeah. I, I was robbed of exactly half. Yeah. Uh, and it's still going for you, unfortunately. But for yeah. me, like, the first year and a half were completely normal. The last year and a half uh, just riddled with COVID. Yeah. And it affected my exams. It affected how, I, uh, like, going to lectures and stuff. Like, yeah. I couldn't live in my house, my uni house, for the longest time because we all had to go home. Yeah. And it also, and it meant, like, we wasted a bunch of money on bills. Oh, we had that as well. We had that. So many problems from, from COVID. Like, I think I deserve some money refunded. For, exactly. Like, for being robbed of, like, the uni experience. It's... But, uh, unfortunately, that's not the case. I just know? think they need to... They, pe- like, the people who, like, paid accommodation, like, they should absolutely be refunded. Because, like, you know, you were made to leave this place think, legally. Uh, you weren't there, and yet you still had to pay fucking bills and stuff. It's like, that's 
bullshit. Like, you shouldn't have I can't speak that. for everyone. I know me and my housemates, we got some money off. Yeah. But we still have to pay some money for bills, which is annoying because none of us from my house not doing yeah. anything. Uh, in terms of the uni course itself, self pay full price, even though we paid for a degree, and we didn't get the same experience as people prior to us. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, also, because of COVID, my alcohol tolerance went to shit. So it meant, like, on social situations, I'd just, like, I'd have, like, two whiskeys and I'd just be throwing up. Like, I couldn't even stomach, like, Jeez. rum or, like, gin. Yeah. So something I did in uni, uh, I think this was third year, I tried to do a shot a day to, uh, just to keep up my tolerance. Yeah. And everyone was really worried. Like, Dan and Beth were like, oh, Ryan, you're going to become an alcoholic. Like, no, 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 it's fine. I can stop any time I want. <laughs> and that's kind of what happens. And one day, I just forgot to do my shot after, like, three weeks in. <laughs> yeah, and, that's I, good. and I was like, oh, fuck it. If I forgot, there's no point in doing it now. So yeah. I just gave up. <laughs> I scrapped the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of worked. My tolerance is a little better. But at the time of recording now, 2022, I'm still lightweight. Pussy lightweight boy. Oh. I know. I'm sure we'll talk about more drinking and going out stories. Uh, yes, we will. But yeah, COVID was, was is rough um, yeah. in terms of university. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I guess that really couldn't have helped your mental health at the time. Well, yeah, because so, that was uh, especially uh, poignant like, to me because I was like, not only was I, I couldn't go to the gym, which is one of the big things that helped me out in the past. Well, I couldn't I, see I many like of the people one. I know. I couldn't, like, I couldn't communicate much, so it mm-hmm. really did begin to pile up and... Uh, and even when I went home, I still had quite a lot of, like, like I still kept to myself a lot because, like, I, I'm not going to uh, detail the specifics, but I had a few personal things going on at the same time. Yeah. So, and yeah, so my mental health was absolutely uh, ruined to the point that I couldn't realistically do the next year without having some more, uh, without some accommodations. So we put in place an access statement, and uh, they actually allowed me to uh, go uh, on... Uh, co- on college campus, so like a uh, that's cool. They gave me they gave me a studio, and the, that, that was actually really good. Yeah, uh, the studio. I mean, the studio's fun, like because you get like the privacy. Yeah, but uh, I think I prefer the house living myself. Anyway, yeah, uh, uh, this is quite a light hearted. What about relationship stuff? Because I feel like university is a time where you get to meet a bunch of new people. I was like, this is something that doesn't really affect me so much. I was like upper market it's like even though i went to university like yeah. i was able to kind of experience that slut life <laughs> you know i couldn't i couldn't go around like dicking down a bunch of random girls <laughs> it, it it wasn't it wasn't life for me plus i was taken you know me and beth got a good thing going on we did a long distance relationship which mm-hmm. i think we did really well but i think if i had been a slut i would have thrived in that environment you know <laughs> just gone from pussy to pussy you know? <laughs> <laughs> like i said me and beth did long distance you know, on my desk in uni, I always had, like, a little picture of me and her together. Yeah. And next to her, next to her picture, it was, like, a teddy bear, which she sprayed with a perfume, so it smelled like her. Yeah. And then oh, next, to, next to them was, like, four big bottles of fucking whiskey, <laughs> which I called my study juice, <laughs> to help me get through the, uh, get through uni. Juice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, that, I don't know, did you, did you get any action at uni? Or was it, like, uh... uh sorry, go on. Well, so, I, I had a few close encounters, but, like... Uh, okay. Was, so, like, uh... Well, so one of the things is I, I, I go clubbing quite a bit, and uh, mm. I've had quite a few uh, friendly encounters with a few people, like dancing for a bit, or sometimes even, well, being a bit... I, I, I'm, I'm going to struggle how to say this. Cool. So, uh, well, sometimes people would get a bit friendly with their hands, is Hansy. what I'm going to say. Sorry? Handsy, as we say. God, so, this is going to sound terrible. Well, okay, so the, the, the close... Well, so there's one event that actually had me a little bit, like... 
worried though is because there was this girl who uh who came who came up to me and she was she was lovely and polite she said, hey hello hey da, da, da. and uh and and well yeah we eventually started dancing mm-hmm. but it became very clear that she was very drunk like oh, very okay. dr- like like it got to the point where i was like genuinely i was like I, it wouldn't have surprised me if, like, if she had been spiked. I don't think she was spiked, but, like, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if, like, the answer mm. was, was yes. And so, like, eventually I was like, oh, okay, you're, you're really quite, like, unwell here. So I uh, so I took her to, like, the, the seating area just to the side, and she said she said she was waiting for her mates, and so I was like, oh, okay, we'll just, we'll just wait here for a bit. Mm-hmm. During which point she, uh, she got a bit friendly, I would oh, yeah. say. Well, okay, so at one point she, uh, she, uh, she knelt her head on my shoulder, which was that was, that was nice. Sure. Yeah, and at one point she, awesome. uh, at one point she fucking licked my neck. Okay. Which I was like, oh, okay. okay, this is a bit already. That's like, yeah, this is this is a uh, so, I mean, splendid, but like you're a, like very a, clearly not in the right state to do this. Yeah, just, uh, just some neck slimy tongue licking your neck. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. And uh, at, at one point, like, uh, well, at one, well, so at one point we did exchange numbers and everything. I was like, oh, that's sweet, and. Uh, and uh, at one point, so thankfully her friends did arrive. Uh, okay, good. But she, uh, uh, before she left, she whispered in her ears, "I love you" to me. I was like, <laughs> "My good grief, you really are drunk, aren't you?" How, how much do you bet she doesn't remember that? <laughs> well, so here's the thing. Okay. Uh, after after all this, I was like, "Okay, so she's she's got home safe. That's that's good." In the morning, I texted her, "Are you all right?" Like just just texted her that, and I got no response. <laughs> oh no. To be fair, it sounds like she was blackout drunk. She could have given you like yeah. any like string of numbers. Oh yeah, like you could have been like a twenty-three digit long phone number. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. dear. Um, but I know what you mean. Uh, that's interesting. Is that the close encounter you were talking about? Then? Yeah, or is it any, that, that's the close encounter. Any other stuff? Uh, I mean, like I said, I've uh, I've 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 had a bit of like a few friendly encounters. I even had a few uh, well, exo- well. Exotic dances, let's say. Exotic dances, well, nice. Well, I mean, God, that sounds really bad, doesn't it? No, I like it. <laughs> I we're mean, we're keeping mean... that in. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the record. God, no, it gets worse the more I think about it. No, tell me about your exotic dances. Well, nothing too crazy. It's just we were in the club and uh, fucking occasionally when I dance with a few people, they dance a bit suggestively. Are these your friends cl- or people that approach you? Oh, people that approach me. Okay. And uh, they ended up, well, Getting a little bit, well, friendly with their mm. um, backside. Nice, and uh, that's like the universal thing, right? Like you yeah. have to like test the water, like rub a bit of skin, but like it's yeah. either game or it's either nah, fam. Not today. Yeah, because <laughs> you know what? Mission Although, failed. We'll get it next time. I'll be honest. The nightlife in Winchester was dog shit. <laughs> Winchester is full of old white people, so it's a pretty dead place to live. Like, because it's like I said to you, it's like quite old. Uh, yeah. It's like there's retired people there. Like it's half full of old people, half full of uni students. Yeah. So we only have one nightclub in the whole town, and it's called Vodka, which I went to twice. <laughs> uh, the first time it was like uh, upon my first year of uni. Yeah. And me and my housemates went out to kind of just like hang out, you know. Test was kind of a nightlife scene. Yeah. In Winchester, which turned out to be dead. <laughs> uh, the second time I went, I went to my housemates, which is more fun. <laughs> and uh, this was interesting. Because although, like I said, I'm, I was taken at the time. Yeah. Uh, someone tried to dance on me. Oh my! And like the second they got close, I felt them touch, and I was like, "No!" <laughs> like, <laughs> I turned like 180 degrees. Because <laughs> I, I'd accidentally like you know when you accidentally lock eyes with someone. Oh yeah. I think what I was doing was 
I was trying to recognize the song that was playing. I was like, I must have zoned out. And I think I was looking at someone. And she had danced her way over. And she tried, tried to dance with me. And I was like, no, I saying it. And I, I went away. Yeah. So like me and my boys had to form like a close circle to keep the girls out. <laughs> Most of the penguins, like, like, like uh, I watched a documentary where like penguins like stick together to keep warm in like the really like cold yeah. like temperatures. <laughs> but like, I mean, that's the one time it's ever happened yeah. to me. I know it happens to Beth as well. Like, oh. when she used to go out clubbing people, she used to make moves on her. Oh, That's because she's fucking sexy. Like, it's going to happen. I mean, but, you can argue. I'm sorry, what? That's my girl. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean in, like, a... Sorry. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean in... I just meant in a way of, like, complimentary. I didn't mean uh, in a way of, like, flirting. I didn't mean... Yeah. It. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you're digging yourself a hole here, mate. <laughs> can can yeah. you edit this bit out, please? Nah, I'm going to throw down. <laughs> throw down. <laughs> right here. Live on the podcast. <laughs> what are you fucking saying? You're fucking fast. Like, yeah. literally beat. I, I've got noodle arms. You go to a gym. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I'll get my fucking brother on you. <laughs> yeah. But no, people obviously hit on Beth. But like, with Beth, she says no. All her friends will do it. Like, girlfriends are quite good because they'll be like, nah. Yeah. Like, they'll be very protective of their other female friends. But I think it comes in handy with Beth because also she works in a pub. And because she's very hot, she gets tips as well. I mean, you know, if she's getting money, it means I'm getting money as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I turned yeah. away from that girl. And it, it felt... Well, I mean, it felt powerful because I was like, I just turned a girl like down. Like a power play. Yeah, because you know what? Girls turn guys down all the time. It's very rare. It happens the other way around. Yeah. And then also, my friends were like, oh, how did you get that girl to dance with you? And that, that was really good for my ego because my boys were like, oh, how did you get to... You didn't even speak to her. She was dancing with you. I was like, oh, it's all in the looks, guys. It's all in the looks. You got to yeah. in the looks. <laughs> so, <laughs> just chatting absolute shit because I know nothing about that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I mean, all, all these stories are actually well, just silly and ridiculous, but like, yeah. there was one that was actually um, quite wholesome for me. As a, there was one point where, as I mentioned before, my mental health was not great for a while, and mm. uh, at one point it did get, uh, it got to the point where I was like literally like holding back tears in the club, trying to like focus on anything but how I was feeling, uh, and I just like eventually just couldn't do it. Eventually. A few tears did come, but lovely enough, a, a person did come along and said, like, hey, you okay? And I was like, hey, like, yeah, no, don't worry, I'm, I'm fine. It's like, hey, if you, can, you, can, you, can, you can chill with us for a bit. Like, we're just sitting over here. It's like, oh, okay, cool. And I sat with them and just uh, had a quick chat. It was, it was actually very nice. And eventually I uh, booked, a, um, booked an Uber and went home. And yeah, it, was, it was actually very n- nice, wholesome event. Well, yeah, it's very sweet. You know, it's not very often you get people that approach people that, you know, want someone, need someone to talk to. Yeah. So when it obviously doesn't go unnoticed. It's uh, much more appreciated. Yeah, it really is. I mean, obviously you remember that. That stuck with you. So yeah. it's something you're happy about, clearly. So that's yeah. good. But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, clubbing, it wasn't the scene in Winchester. I feel, I much preferred going to like a pub, you know, or like oh. having a night in with housemates because you could just kind of sit down and chat, yeah. you know, hold a conversation. Did I tell you about our um, our pub quiz that we had? Uh, I don't think you did. We had, we had a, um, a brilliant... There was a there was a, a pub quiz uh, just by um, UON mm-hmm. and uh, we went to went there quite a bit. It was like a parody of uh, of uh, University Challenge, and it was called okay. but it's like it was parody. It was called uh, Universally Challenged, and uh, it was brilliant in that aspect. And we uh, we got lots of like uh, silly questions and stuff where like instead of being like academic knowledge, it would just be like really silly. So, like there'd be some kind of like serious stuff in there. Like it'd be like you know like you know. Yeah. You know, name the name the name this song by the, the first few lyrics. You know, st- stuff like that, mm. like which would be perfectly fine by itself. But then it play it for stuff that's like quite suggestive. Like you know, um, go on. Do, 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 I can't. I forget the name of the song, but you know the song where it's like, 
Careless Whispers? I think, yeah. Do you not know Careless Whisper? Careless Whisper, George Michael. So, well, that's the thing. They, they, they played a very select set of lyrics, but all the same, everyone sure. got it. Okay. <laughs> Man, that's a, that is a good one. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. There's one local pub that me and my friend did love going to called the St. James Tavern, and we'd always have events on, like pub quizzes or like bingo, Yeah, which is me and my house, mine and my housemate's favourite. We'd always go dressed up in suits to bingo. And Big and Malcolm would call up the numbers. They'd be like, ooh, dinner for two, 69. Which is, you know, always cheeky. Uh, we had our local spoons as well, which is called the Old Jail House. Yeah. So many good memories there. Because even if we weren't planning on, like, going out, like, we'd still just hang out in spoons. <laughs> Excuse me. It was, like, a good, like, assemb- assembly place. And actually, this is another place where me and my friend got hit on, which is very cool. We got... Me and my friend Mark were sitting alone. And we had two milks ordered to our table. And we turned to our side and uh, two girls, like uh, a girl and her sister, had ordered us drinks. Yeah. Uh, and, like, you know, it actually sparked a conversation. Me and I just sit with them, which we did. They were there with their granddad, who didn't speak the entire time. <laughs> he was just on the end of the table. So it was fine. <laughs> uh, anyway, I can't remember how it happened, but we uh, they also went to the uni with us. We kind of arranged to go to the... The Vault, I think that what, that's what it was called. Yeah. The nightclub. Oh, yeah, the Vault. You remember? Yeah, the university campus. Yeah. So we went there with them. And the one girl offered to buy me a drink. And I, I'm not going to say no. So I was like, oh, I'll have a double whiskey and Coke, please. <laughs> like, she was like, oh, whiskey. Wow, that's very fancy. And I was like, a double as well, because it's more expensive. Yeah. And as soon as she orders her drink, which is a vodka lemonade, I was like, you know, that's my girlfriend's favourite. Because I needed to break the news to her that yeah. I'm taken. So until that point, I'd got my free drink, and then I just kind of uh, told her that I was uh, unavailable, I'm afraid. You like, Machiavellian motherfucker. <laughs> like the scum that guy am. <laughs> but to be fair, though, like, I did then try to set her up with my friend James. It didn't play out, I don't think. Like, unfortunately, I don't think we were compatible. But oh well. I think uh, it was worth a shot. Yeah. But yeah, all, that's funny. My go-to order in Winchester, because like I said, it's the most expensive place to live. Yeah. But I'd go to a pub, and I'd be go to the bar, so this is kind of a time before ordering on your phone. Oh, yeah. Like, one-off pubs didn't have that. Only, like, Weatherspoons did it. So I'd go to the counter and say, I'd have your cheapest whiskey and Coke, please. Because that'd be, like, the most affordable way to get drunk for me. <laughs> and I'd also bring, like, a hip flask as well, full of whiskey. Yeah. So I'd get, like, a Coke sometimes and just pour my own whiskey in. Again, another way. I'd always, like, university hacks of getting drunk. You know, you got a budget. You've got to watch that moolah, you know? Sorry, I love the term university hacks. Yeah, you can use them. You know. yeah. These are free hacks you can use now. They're exclusive on the Firm Friends podcast. <laughs> I mean, getting affordably drunk led to two of my worst hangovers in Winchester. Ooh. One of which was in my first year, where I ended up curled up on my ensuite bathroom floor, uh, wanting everything to end. <laughs> I, just, I was just shaking and on it to die. <laughs> and the second year, uh, sorry, second time, I got really sick. I needed to have like a hangover poo. But someone was already in that main bathroom. Oh, no. Someone was using the toilet already, so I had to go use the outhouse. Yeah. Which was the first and final time I used it. Now this outhouse is like this horrible little like fucking wooden thing. Oh yeah, no, I, I know. Full of cobwebs and like it's oh, cold in there, everything's God. damp. There's like insects living in there. And in Jesus. my head there I was, like sitting with my pants around my ankles and my head thinking, Why? Why me? <laughs> I, I don't deserve this. I'm a good person. <laughs> Just being absolutely fucking annihilated. Jesus. Uh, I can imagine that. Yeah, but those are some of my nights out in Winchester. <laughs> Tell me about some of your fun nights out. Tell me some fun stories where you've gone out with the boys. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, we haven't gone out as much as we uh, should have, but we've uh, 
we've had a few interesting things, and like majority of the time, we actually don't go clubbing. We just go, we just go uh, chill by our, by ours for a bit. Like literally, just uh, either so, go to the, the local pub or go to the um, or literally just go to like like hang back at ours, just have drinks at ours. Sometimes that's and, good uh, enough, you know? yeah. And uh, I think I told you about this, but um, I still love it. Is that uh, we'd have music playing in the background just uh, as we as we have our drinks and as we like chill and everything, and we usually talk over it. But the second that, like a Shrek song came on, like All Star or something, we immediately stop our conversation to start belting out. Somebody wants to. Of course, me. like I said, it's like a ritual, you know. Yeah. You can't help but not to. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, we grew up in that film, you know. Uh, it's a big part of all of our childhoods yeah. and our well, personalities. We we have this ongoing joke in my group that about how Shrek is like this like deity for us. Like he's like this like bridge between worlds. Oh my everything. god! Like you actually worship him like a cult. Yeah. A Shrek themed cult. <laughs> yeah. Well, funnily enough, um, uh, we had this uh, this thing once where, uh, well, this is actually loosely related to what we were talking about with COVID earlier. Is that like uh, obviously with that uh, group stuff, as you can imagine, was really difficult. So we had to be in our yeah. little uh, breakout rooms with each other. Uh, but one of us figured out how to edit our profile pictures, and uh, immediately the second uh, we could, uh, Sam Wan changed his profile picture to like a naked Shrek. Nice. And, and uh, now I have to ask: Could you see Dong? No, you couldn't. You couldn't but, see but Dong. You couldn't, but you could see a you could see a very big six pack. But I mean, that's not quite the same. Oh, that, what a ripoff! <laughs> I want to see Shrek's dong. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I remember those very fondly. Like I was uh, a guy. I just realised that, that makes it sound like I say I remember Shrek's dong really fondly. Mm, yeah. yeah, no, I, I, uh, no, I, I remember actually the... a boy from Shrek is love, Shrek is life. <laughs> He yeah. killed me with his love. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I tried very hard to expunge that from my memory. Yeah. But yeah, no, um, like I remember very extensively. I was. Uh, I, I was uh, I'd be Ben Swolo like it literally shirtless uh, Kylo Ren. Okay. okay. Uh, Sam too would either be some weird variation of Bowser uh, or Bowser's because yeah. unfortunately that exists. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, like like I said, uh, Sam one would be Shrek with his fucking shirt off and everything, which was wonderful. All, uh, all quite characters. Yeah. As uh, is it lecturer Martin or Mark? I forgot his name. It's, it's so it it is Martin, but uh, we actually had a different lecture at that point because it's a different uh, subject. Yeah, as Martin would say, very weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all quirky. You know? God, we did. We do have a lecturer called Mark, though. You've just reminded me. He's fucking. He's absolutely. He's fucking legend of a guy. We love him. Oh yeah. Uh, well, so one of the things that he does uh, that's just really noticeable to us that we just we laugh at every time is he'll randomly put like random emphasis on random words out of nowhere. Like he'll literally be like, "So if it's a continuous function," like he'll just completely belt it out out of nowhere, like for no reason. Interesting. And, like, <laughs> and uh, not just that, he also has like a really strong uh, Scottish accent that okay. we all we all love to impersonate and like try and like just laugh with him and everything. And fucking. This this is a, a constant in the law as well. Is that uh, Eddie? Uh, when Eddie tried to do his impersonation, it sounded Indian, and so oh, uh, dear. <laughs> so so as you can see here, we have the Martin. actually going to get cancelled. <laughs> yeah, so we have the Martin me here, mm. uh, who's like this. But uh, th- this is not the only me we have. We have these of all the uh, the, the lecturers, and uh, oh yeah, well, I think we did the same because uh, my husband Jacob he had Nintendo Wii, so yeah. we all had ourselves. We had some friends, then we got like characters like that as well. We started making like. Boris Johnson and stuff too, <laughs> just to really like fill out the thing. Donald yeah. Trump's like bright orange me. <laughs> yeah, and I remember um uh he made the uh the regular me for Mark uh, for Mark uh but then based on uh, Eddie's like 
terrible impression. We ended up making an Indian version of Mark as well for okay. when he would be impersonating him. So in the end, you had quite a roster of different characters. Oh, dude, we have like 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 thirty different me's on there. Yeah, <laughs> like, like he's he's got several different versions of me, and we've got several different versions of uh, of Sam too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've got all sorts of different characters from people who don't go to the uni, but like are still mates with us anyway. But yeah, we we have uh, well. One thing I love about this is uh, Mar- uh, Martin's me has a, a permanent frown because that and he's, he's, Sam said that the reason he made it like that is because he's always frowning whenever he sees him. Oh, so, that's uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Let's see what else we want to cover. I got a few things I want to say about Winchester. Maybe like I'm gonna. I need to go off talk about like my final days in Winchester. Yeah, of course. And if that triggers anything for you, just like be sure to interject and we'll like we'll talk about it. Yeah. So Christmas twenty twenty was the last time I saw my husband Mark for a while because yeah. between twenty twenty and twenty twenty two, he didn't come back to university. Oh yeah. And we finished that year in twenty twenty one. So oh, nice. we didn't, anyway. We did Christmas twenty twenty together where we all wore our jumpers, we wore, we played Christmas music. Christmas games, films, and we had like a nice big meal from Domino's, which we ate on our dining table, which is the only time we used the dining table for food. Yeah. Because it was like one of these fold away ones, and like our living room wasn't huge. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was like a nice big thing. We did as like a goodbye. Yeah. It's, like it was a nice send off. Like, although 2020 was a sour year, it was like a good way to end it. Yeah. Then 2021 came around. Mark couldn't unfortunately come back for the final term of uni. Uh, so it was just me, Jacob, and James. And. It was only for like one month, mm. so even when it wasn't very long. But then on one of our final days, we took like a really nice walk, like because the water in Winchester is like super clear, so we went by some like nice rivers. Yeah, it was the St Catherine's Hill walk that we did. I got it in my notes here. Oh, nice! Uh, which is like a really lovely, like big hill in I think Hampshire. Yeah, where it's clusters, and it's actually got a labyrinth there, which is like this kind of maze. It's like a maze trail. Oh yeah, you have to start from the outside and work your way in, then you have to work your way back out again. But it's like kind of spiritual thing with that you enter it with some kind of problem in your head. Yeah. And you solve it as you go around. And then by the time you come out, you're supposedly supposed to have like solved it. I think I used my time in my lab room to like reflect on like my, my happiest memories of, uh, <laughs> of university, which is really nice. Like we actually all kind of like went a bit silent. Like we were all like thinking in our head of like things like. I don't know. We took the labyrinth seriously, basically. These 21-year-old grown-ass men in the park just walking yeah. around this, uh, this labyrinth. But it was nice. It was a very peaceful, sunny day as well. I was really like... I don't know. It's like a memory I treasure. Yeah, no, that's not, that sounds sweet and wholesome. I like that. Because uh, I really do miss Winchester, like, especially living there. Like, yeah. Not so much of a course. Our second-year house, similar to how you almost didn't go to Nottingham, I almost didn't live in my house, which we stayed in for two years, because it was for last showing, and we'd already found pretty good houses by then, and we were like, yeah, sure, we'll check out this last one for the sake of it. Yeah. I think Jacob convinced us, and although it was a bit further away, it was cheaper, the house itself was, like, lovely, uh, it was in a really nice area as well, like, it's big driveways, and, like, it was, like, a family area, so, like, it was, nothing was rowdy. Yeah. We were really close to the supermarkets, like... Also, it was like a neighborhood cats, which I liked, you know, I'd yeah. like, I'd always pet the cats and like, there was one in particular, which I, I bought treats for <laughs> and I'd feed it whenever I, I saw it. Yeah. So I'm really glad we actually did that second show, that last showing in the yeah. house. Well, it's literally on topic with that cat, but, uh, can Go I ever on. tell you about Sophie the dog? I, I don't know. Seriously. This is someone who, uh, this is not related to uni at all, but it's just a funny story nonetheless, is, uh, uh whatever, uh, when lockdown hit, uh, I used to go for walks quite a lot around, uh, 
just around where I live and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, occasionally I'd see this one, uh, this uh, dog and, and and its owner just just casually going about. Uh, it's, it's like this black sort of. I, I struggled to nail down the. I feel like it's like it's like a, it's like a cross between a, a Labrador and a Spaniel or something like that. So, something somewhere around that sort of general. Yes. And uh, I remember uh, when, when it when it first. Uh, I mean, we, we were just waiting by the traffic lights for it to go. So uh, unfortunately, uh, we had to wait for a bit. But yeah, the, the dog eventually came up to me. And I was like, oh hello, and I was, uh, gave it a bit of pets, and it was it actually surprisingly really liked me. And then uh, another time I came by. It ran right up to me and like really started like you know going mental at me, but like ah! like you know, and, and then uh, every single time after that, it always wraps itself ar- like whenever it sees me, it wraps itself around my leg uh, and refuses to let go until I pet it enough. You know what? I picture the scene where in in this, the fifth Star Wars film with like the Atta and like the rope ties its legs up, <laughs> but dogs doing that with the lead to you, yeah, and you topple over in slow motion. And uh, the rebels win. I mean, it's not entirely dissimilar. I'll give you that. There you go. <laughs> That's fun. No, you haven't talked about that before. I don't think. Yeah. So yeah, let's kind of summarize now with our favorite memories. So I'll like list some of mine. Yeah. Uh, I always really loved Christmas in Winchester because yeah. we'd always do like the Christmas lights and the Christmas market. Yeah. Which always is like really nice food. Like there was one year I got a beef Yorkie wrap. With, <laughs> yeah. You know, like those Yorkshire puddings that have like beef and like, it was basically like a roast dinner. Yeah. But you eat in a wrap. Delicious. Whoever invented that is a genius. Also, we did bonfire nights, which were always really fun. Oh, dude, that sounds awesome. Because Jacob would always get like a box of shitty fireworks <laughs> and we'd invite some buddies around to watch him. We'd set them up in our garden and they would always be terrible. Like we see these little rockets that shoots from the sky. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And like you get one pop and that's it. <laughs> like the best ones would be smaller ones, but like fired off like yeah. flares. They were a bit more uh, decent. Yeah. But yeah, that was uh, it. Was very underwhelming bonfire night, but I think that's what made it fun. Yeah. Whereas that one day, it's like one night a year that we all looked forward to because it was kind of a little bit shit. <laughs> <laughs> but if we actually wanted a proper day out in Winchester, we couldn't. There wasn't much to do there in yeah. terms of like activities. It was more like food places, which are expensive. Yeah. It's more of like a historical town. So we'd always go uh, take a train to town over, which was Eastly. We would have yeah. like a cheeky Nando's or like play some bowling, uh, which I wasn't amazing at. I was better at air hockey. I beat everyone at air hockey. Nice. Bowling was, yeah. Yeah. Or we'd take a train straight on to Southampton, which is where Josh goes to uni. Oh, right. I like Southampton. But the reason why we went there a couple of times is they had a model railway shop, which Jacob loves. Yeah. So he took a spare. Oh, I remember hearing about this. But I actually really liked it in there. It was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's not a really place you get to see very often. But yeah, I think favourite memories, that's what I was talking about. I kind of just miss hanging out in the house, honestly. Yeah. Because no, we had these things, uh, we had these things, we had gaming consoles, what, what am I talking about? Because <laughs> I basically missed uh, just playing games in my house, like whether it was Dungeons & Dragons or Jackbox or yeah. like the Wii or PlayStation, like the Nintendo Switch. I loved just hanging out playing games together. And it was always so chill. Like uh, I could just come downstairs, just hop into a game, or someone else could do the same. It was a very nice atmosphere. Me and my housemates had to create for ourselves. Yeah. And uh, one of my favourite members, actually, this one's specific. There was one morning where I came downstairs. I just woke up and wearing my dressing gown. Yeah. And two of my housemates had been out clubbing the night before. Yeah. I don't think I went because I had, like, work on or whatever. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, and Mark, he'd got lucky that night. And he was sat on the sofa, like, on one sofa. And the other two, James and Jacob, on the sofa opposite him. Yeah. Like, asking him about it. And I was there stood in the door frame, like, listening on the conversation, like, and then what happened? And, like, we were all trying to, like, 
get all the details like as to what happened last night. We were all so curious. Well, I was stood there eating my yogurt in the doorframe. Oh, it was so much fun. There was something really exhilarating about him uh, going off on like his side quests <laughs> and be like, and then reporting back to us, you know. I love you describing it as a side quest. That's kind of what it was, because like yeah. he got taken away in the club, and like it was like, okay, <coughs> yeah, you know, he's a big boy, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And then he comes in early hours in the morning, like, hello, sailor, <laughs> give us the deets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also really love the fact that two of my housemates did comedy, because it made for some like good d- days out. Oh, dude, that sounds brilliant. It was really good because it meant that I was friends with their friends who wanted to do comedy. So it was like a good group. Uh, always a good laugh, obviously. Yeah. And I got to go to cool events as well. So there was there was like an open mic night they did. Uh, it was like a railway pub. can't remember the name of it. That pub was cool. It had a GameCube in it. Sweet. So you could just play like old Smash Bros. <laughs> while, uh, while just like having a beer. Uh, but I saw loads of cool stuff. I was very lucky. And it also did some fun opportunities as well. Like, yeah. Because one of my housemates did media as well, or, or film studies, I can't remember now. Yeah. I got to, like, act in that as a detective. Oh, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> it was cool, yeah. And then uh, Jacob did, like, a bunch of radio stuff, so I did some, like, sketches for that, where uh, I'd, I'd do voiceovers as, like, zany characters and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly... I'm describing all these things I did with my housemates. I probably miss my housemates the most. Yeah, no, that, that's... My housemates are my favourite memory of Winchester. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. It, uh, I do miss them. And obviously, we all literally come from different corners yeah. of England. So, oh, sorry, Britain. James is in Scotland, so far up north. Yeah. I in Midlands. Jacob's down south. And then Mark is off to the east. So it's really hard to get us all together. Yeah, I was like, going to say. Like, trains are ridiculously priced. Oh, dude, like, I can imagine, actually. And then we've all got like our different commitments now. We're yeah. all all graduated and like grown ups. We've got like jobs and like our schedules don't align as well as I'd like them to. Yeah. Which is a shame. So I miss them to bits. So tell me what you love the most about Nottingham. Yes. Yeah, so, your favourite stories and then we'll move on to the Did you know segment. Yes, yeah, sweet. So I've got several uh, uh, kind of key memories if that's okay. So do you mind if I let's hear the core memories as yeah. they as they're called yeah, inside the out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one of the uh, one of the really key memories for me is um, the one of the Halloween nights where we went clubbing, and um, and I went to my like uh, you've seen it before. Have I shown you before the Spider Man onesie and everything? I've seen it. Yeah, onesie. like it's more of like a spandex suit. It's like it's like a proper yeah. It's like a good suit, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I do like it. Uh, the only trouble is uh, it cost a hundred pound and it ripped. So ah. Oh. Where did it rip, Christian? On the arse. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. You you wanted this to be telling, didn't you? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that, actually. Yeah. You're going to be telling me over drinks. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, and Out of everywhere, you could have ripped it. Exactly. On the booty hole. <laughs> on the booty hole. <laughs> yeah. That's where you shoot we, webs out of now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And so we so we went to the uh, we went to the club, and the trouble is, they had already booked tickets, whereas I hadn't. I didn't know you had to do that. And so I was in the queue for... I swear to God, there are glaciers that move faster than this queue. Like, it took fucking hours. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, no, it took a hour. Uh, but I tell you what, it was so it was so wholesome the second I got in. Uh, and then I, I was like looking around for them. I was like, oh, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? And I uh, I, got, I got a few uh, interesting instances throughout that. Like, uh, there's one person who mistook me for a woman. Uh, they called me, oh, spider woman. I was like, no, no, spider bloke. Has you grown your hair out at that point? Well, it, it was it was shorter than it is now. So, <laughs> okay. Well, to, that, to be fair, that's not saying much because it's really long now. I need to get it cut. But <laughs> interesting uh, mistake for a woman. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Sexy? Uh, I mean, I, 
No. Uh, <laughs> made me feel petite <laughs> and fragile. <laughs> Very pretty. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, one of the bits that was uh, really wholesome as well is um, is the bit that made this a memory, is that like I was looking around for them and I was struggling to find them, but then I did finally see them. And so I made my way through the crowd, like sifting through everyone. And then I tapped them on the shoulder and they're like, ah, yeah, cushion, fantastic. And like, they all brought me in. They started like hugging me and everything. And like, like it was, it was such a nice, wholesome Uh, moment. It was, it felt like, like, you know, you know, like when you see those videos, like those puppies that are just extremely happy. That's, that's how I felt at that point. Oh, and like, with with like jumping around and like, well, like they'll do videos where a dog walks in a room and everyone will applaud for no reason. And the the dog gets hyped. Yeah. But like, I'm great, aren't I? I'm great. (laughs) Basically, what happened there yeah yeah i see that i see yeah. that and so the uh, the other memory i have uh this is just something that i i absolutely adore is uh it's called the mega nut is um i think that i think that i uh uh me and my friends noticed is a uh, so for reference um just outside one of the buildings spells out ntu for nottingham trent university there's these big mm. white letters that are just displayed outside the entrance and we noticed it one time i was like oh that's interesting it's like but then one day we noticed that it had been changed. We noticed that one day it had been changed to N-U-T, or NUT, Nuts. which we uh, we ended up uh, taking quite a... Me, me and my friends being the immature guys we were, it was like, <laughs> nice. Yeah. But, like, uh, but like, we ended up just, like, essentially adopting the Mega Nutters. Like, we claimed it to be, like, like the equivalent of, like, our bat signal, essentially. Like, it, it was just... It was our okay. thing. Like, and, like, we... we like, uh, I even got it to, like, be the, um, the, the fucking, the, the picture of the group chats, like, that I saw. That's good. And, and not just, not just for the Nottingham Trent guys, but also for the UON guys as well, so, like, mm-hmm. that, that was pretty funny. The big nuts. And the, uh, yeah, the, the mega nuts of Nottingham. I like it. Uh, and the, uh, the final thing, which, uh, was just a fucking silly, silly, silly moment. I will, uh, uh remind you as well, you told me on the bus, something about sanitary tales. That's well. what I was about to go into. Let's hear it. So, sounds filthy, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So um so basically me and my mates were going paintballing uh, one day and uh I was just I was just waiting by I, I was waiting for them to pick me up. Uh and uh, I was like do 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 uh and then I got a call from Cora be like, uh hey Chris, yeah, I was like, hey, what's going on? I was like, uh so whereabouts are you? And I was like, I'm just by Tesco Express and I was like, um could you could you buy me some sanitary towels? There's an emergency. I was like, wait, what the what does that mean? Is that, is like, can you what buy does me that some, mean? Yeah. And I was like, can I you mean, buy you me can, some sanitary towels? Surely you can read between those lines, you know? Well, she doesn't need to say here's it explicitly. The thing. Here's the thing. I didn't. I was just like, yeah, okay, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get you some towels. I'll be back in a sec. And so I went into Tesco Express, not having a clue what I was after. So I just asked the, the staff member, uh, excuse me, um, what's sanitary towels? And like, they, I asked them, I was like, oh, yeah, um, no, I just, yeah, just use these, and it was just these like handheld like tissue packets, like uh, like like these essentially. Sure, if you have a cold. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, and so that's what I had, and so uh, eventually uh, they turned up. I was like, hey, here you go. And I was like, oh, his. Uh, I was like, oh, you you asked for sanitary towels. Here you go, and uh, she realised you don't realise at all what I meant by sanitary towels, do you? Unbelievable. And uh, well. Let me ask, do you know what is meant by sanitary towels in this context? Yes. Period pads. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> As I would call them. <laughs> yeah. And so that, so that ended up... Not that I get the chance to say it often. <laughs> and so that ended up being a really big laugh between us all. Like, I was just like, oh, Jesus Christ, Christian. And, like, it was it was, it was was a good laugh, and I, I, I did enjoy it. And, I mean, we, we occasionally joke about it now, and oh, it's, it's a good laugh. A poor woman. 
You know, she said it was an emergency, and you gave her little, like, snot rags. Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to cut it, sir. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm a... Mission failed. We'll get and, next time. Uh, on that note, I think that will, will sum up our travel segment, which, yeah. you know, wasn't quite exotic as usual, but hey, I yeah. liked it. It was yeah, no, fun. Yeah, no, it's got some good stories in there, I think. Right. Did you know Drake puts hot sauce in his used condoms so people can't impregnate themselves? I didn't know that, and I wish that stayed that way. Well, he does, and actually, uh, someone, a woman, actually tries to uh, take this used condom and use the semen in it, mixed with hot sauce, not knowing there was hot sauce in there, and it actually suffered great internal damage to her. Oh my god. So, that's... So, okay. Unsettling. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I hate that this worked. Because putting cod sauce in a used condom is not a normal fucking thing to do. No. However, it worked. <laughs> and I don't like that. Because the woman trying to do that was completely, like... Off the end. Unhinged. Yeah. That is not an okay thing to do. Trying to impregnate yourself with sperm from a used condom. Yeah. Clearly there's no consent there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, obviously people could because then use that, like, oh, I've got your baby, now you need to pay child support, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but also, the internal damage has suffered... That's on Drake's. That's his fault. I wouldn't say it's... He, he, he had no idea that, that was going to be used for that. Like, I don't no, but then why is he putting hot sauce in his condoms anyway? Well, that's just the... This is the thing. Like, this is just a mess. If you ask me, both parties are in the wrong. Yeah. No one's in the right. If I was, if this went to court, I don't know if it did. Because this happened. This was like a news thing. Uh, it happened, I think, at the start of this year, 2022. Maybe the end of last year. Yeah. If I was a judge on this case, <laughs> if it went to court trial... I would resign. <laughs> Every, each party would put forward the argument to me. I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know, how are we supposed to react rationally in this scenario? So uh, would you side with Drake then saying that she shouldn't have been doing that? Uh, I mean, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. She should okay. not be doing that. But I mean, I can't, I can't say, uh, Drake's like fine in this, but like, he's, I mean, yeah. he's not done anything like, I would say that's, that's that's not immoral what Jake what Drake did. It's just a bit strange. Like it's like he's not in, like trying to like, take advantage of anyone at that point. It's very Anymore. strange. But then you have to ask yourself like, had he not put hot sauce in there, she wouldn't have like suffered those internal damages. You know? Yeah. It's like a whole like chain of events sort of thing. Uh, so he maybe found liable for like causing some kind of damage. But uh, honestly, I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I don't care who wins that fight. I don't care who loses. I think they both deserve to be punished. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, that's the Did You Know segment. Yay! A bit of a strange <laughs> one, I know. So that takes us on to a topic of the day, which today is comics. Yes. Talking all things comics. Because <laughs> we've both been to Comic-Con, so it's, a, it's an interest we share. So I figure it's going to be a good thing to talk about. Absolutely. So let's start by saying what our favourite comic is. I feel like it's a good place to start, right? Yeah, that's fair. I should probably start by asking, do you read comics or have you read a comic? I, I've read a few, yeah. Go on. Well, do you want to hear... Sorry, do you want to hear... Do you want to tell us your favourite comic book? Yeah, so um, I really, really, really like the uh, uh, the death of Spider Man in the Ultimates, uh, the death, death of Ultimate Spider Man. That is interesting. Like that's a really, really interesting comic. I think. Like, uh, like, have, have you have you read it at all? I haven't read that one though. No. Okay, well, I, I, I'll refrain from spoiling it at all. But... Oh yeah, we'll try and keep spoilers out for anyone yeah. who wants to try and read. Re yeah, but for but like this was like legitimately one of the one of the best comics I ever saw. Like it was so it hits so hard as well because like uh uh like. Like his last words as well. 
I was about to say, is that a spoiler? I just realized it's called The Death of Spider-Man. So, yes, it's going to be fucking... These last words might be a spoiler, though, so we'll leave that out. Yeah, no, that's You could fair. say how impactful they were, well, you know? Okay, yeah. And how emotional it, was... it made you feel on the inside. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's, it, I'll say, it summed up his character better than anything ever could. And uh-huh. it's really, really good. It really... Uh, I was going to say, funny you should pick that one, because my top comic pick is also a Spider-Man one. It's the Amazing Spider-Man series from 2018. When it, uh, Back to Basics, it was called. It was kind of like a revamp spider-man series but i really liked it because you didn't really uh it didn't bother with the backstory as usual which i liked like yeah. he went into this story you know already knowing who spider-man is like his character's established like his villains are established yeah so you could just kind of enjoy the story which i liked but whenever it touched upon anything that referred to the past that you didn't quite know about yeah it would do like a sweet like flashback bit it's like oh yeah this villain from this comic when he did this thing and i'm like great i'm all up to speed but, yeah but also the art style in it was great. I think like that's quite important yeah. to me. It was like almost uh, it's very true to yeah. the original. Well, uh, it reminds me a bit of um, uh, what they did in Spider-Man No Way Home, where uh, they quickly gave a like they when they were curing uh, Doc Ock, they were they gave a very brief rundown of what's wrong with him in the first place. It'd be like, yeah, he's got these tentacles that uh, are in control of him because the inhibitors chip broke, so he just fixed the chip. And, like they, they it, it was like it took like two seconds, but it really like for, for anyone who didn't know, it was a really efficient setup. To be like, oh, okay, let's do this. Was, like, sure, sweet. yeah. And you got a. Uh, uh, actually, no, I'm jumping ahead. I should ask next favorite comic book hero. So, I really, really dig Spider Man. I am sort of torn because I haven't. Because, like, I mean, I mean, you and I have grown up in the age of the MCU, so, like, sure. part of me wants to say, like, oh, Iron Man or Captain America and stuff, like, because I love those characters and I absolutely adore them. But in terms of just. I don't know there's something about Spider-Man nostalgia just hits so hard, like, especially anything to do with Green Goblin in Spider-Man mm. One is just exquisite. Like it's so so memeable and wonderful. I think I probably chose a bad person to do this topic with because mine is also Spider-Man. <laughs> so it's just going to be us talking about more of the same stuff. Yeah, I'm not that happy with that. Yeah, of course. Obviously, we grew up with like Spider-Man films. I mean, like the animations and the comics. Like Spider-Man's always been kind of a face of Marvel, like their most popular superhero. Yeah. But, you know, he's most popular for a reason. It's because he's, like, the most flatable, the most lovable. Yeah. An honourable mention for me would be Deadpool. Like, he's a close second. Yeah, yeah, that's Because another comic I read was this, uh, Spider-Man and Deadpool one, the Isn't It Bromantic? That's a really good one. Because uh, it's my two favourite characters, like, yeah. for interacting throughout the whole thing. You know, what's not to love? Yeah. But I, I should also say, don't feel like we really need to talk about Marvel and DC. Like, there's other comics as well, like uh, Umbrella Academy. There's, uh, what else? There's Walking Dead, although that's not one I really... Uh, yeah. it's invincible that one's quite big at the moment yeah well uh, are you are you at all familiar with the boys oh yeah I've seen wow I've seen the series I, yeah, haven't... That's the thing. I, I haven't read the comics but I've seen mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the series and and I know some some of the things are like uh, well apparently they're going to be uh, doing some of the more controversial things in the comics in, the, yeah. in season 3 coming up so. well this whole thing is that it's like it's gritty realism. Yeah. And I think if superheroes were real, it would be more like that. Oh, absolutely. Rather than our kind of like fantasized Marvel cinematic universe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like it, which is sad. Of... It's sad to think, but it, it's for harsh reality. Oh yeah. Well, that's the, that's the thing. Boys is a parody, but it's realistically mm. probably, it's the most realistic take on what I think a superhero world would be where you'd get some heroes that would just be invested entirely in image rather than actually saving people and mm. everything. You get good people as well, but like, you know, like you, you'd also get, a fair lot of bad ones. <laughs> no, you're not wrong there. Anyway, uh, going back to the movie talk, you spoke about Spider-Man No Way Home. I was going to ask, for the next question, favourite comic book film? That's a tricky one. So, like, 
I mean, well, we, we talked about Spider-Man No Way Home, yeah, and sorry, already, and I don't know if that's the best, uh, sorry, if that's the, my favourite. Uh, I would say it was my favourite. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely, it definitely comes to mind. So I it, I'm just thinking, like, in, in terms a... of, like, everything I've seen, like, you know, Avengers Endgame, Infinity War, and all the heavy hitters and everything, and... Because when Spider-Man was actually out in the cinema, I watched it four times. Like, I was obsessed. Yeah. You know, I couldn't get enough of Willem Dafoe and his, his big fucked up oh, dick. dude, I... I good, good grief. For a second, I was going to say I couldn't agree more, but I was like, <laughs> then his big dick, I was like, oh, hang on. I think I've told you that already, but, like, he needed... In that film he did, The Antichrist, he needed a, a dick double because his penis was too big. And apparently, uh, and I quote... Uh, when test audiences watched the film, everyone in my room got confused. <laughs> oh no, was it test audiences? No, maybe it was uh, everyone on set that saw it, they got confused. <laughs> Sorry, can you imagine now, like, you're hired to be a dick double because the actual actor's dick is so big that you need to be you need to be hired as a small one just to be... Yeah. <laughs> How fucking miserable is that? <laughs> yeah. Also, what a, what a thing to say about Willem Dafoe. Like, imagine being told your dick's too big, like, oh no. Yeah. Oh, oh. Again... That's such a shame. How much money do you think he gave a director to Antichrist to save her? <laughs> yeah, no, Spider-Man was brilliant. Obviously, he brought together all the Spider-Man we grew up with and the current one. Oh, what, what wasn't to love about that film? I could talk about Dude. it forever, but we, Dude, don't, we don't have forever. I was going to say, like, I, I, I almost regret spending so much time on the travel section because I want to. I really want to talk about No Way Home in like a lot of depth, but really, we don't have the time. That's fine. Let's hear your... Uh, did you pick a favourite comic film? You, oh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. I think I am going to say No Way Home. Oh, here we are. <laughs> apart from the comics, we've been exactly the same so far. <laughs> Go on, you may, may as well tell us why it's your favourite. <laughs> I just, I really, really, really like how it brought justice to all the characters. And I, I really like how it balanced the characters. Because like, it could have so easily turned into like just shitting on all the other characters and like you know basically being like oh they're all shit Tom Holland's the main Spider-Man but like, no, it makes a good it makes a good point of like balancing the work because it's clearly a Tom Holland story but the other guys aren't just neglected they're not just around for fan service we get like some good character work from like some really good character work from them even though Andrew's films are my favourites I loved seeing him again and seeing him save MJ was just oh, this is where this is where we differ a little Andrew's my favourite Spider-Man yeah so that I just wanted to give that in there. So, so we have a little not, bit of difference, everyone. Sure. <laughs> and although it's not like the most uh, well-received one, I really like Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Similar to the comic I like, the character's established, you know, you can jump straight into the story. Yeah. I like the range of villains. It's fun. Yeah, no, that's fair. I like my films to be fun. I don't get too bogged down by, like, details. Like, like darkness or some bullshit. It, or, I mean, in terms of, like, silly things, like special effects. Like, if, yeah. if special effects bother you about the film, then you're not really paying attention to the story. Yeah. Yeah, you still so no way home. <laughs> Who's your favorite Spider-Man man? So, so, I think Toby's the one I feel the most nostalgic for. But I think in terms of who's the best one, I think Tom Holland just. Uh-huh. I think I think he's just he's just the best in the role, and that I think he he nails the awkward kind of bumbly side of Peter Parker, whilst also being a, like a really kind of funny, bubbly sort of Spider-Man. And well, that was that was him for a while, but unfortunately, like because of like even though I love his first two movies, they didn't really delve much into the stuff that Spider-Man's known for, like sacrifice and like all the the really hard hitting stories he's had, like losing. It was people. more the uh the, the stuff of teenage struggles. Yeah. Which, you know, Peter Parker does have. Oh yeah. But then like you said, there was no like grave stakes, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile well meanwhile with this, like I like Art May's death scene actually really got to like I'm not I'm not a guy who uh usually cries in movies and I didn't cry at Art May's death but I I, w- I was close like I was actually genuinely really feeling like holy shit like this is because like 
well, funny enough, it's like the the two uh, like death scenes that I think have gotten to me the most, at least that come to mind, at least, is Ame's death scene and Gwen Stacy's death scene. Like de- Gwen Stacy's death scene fucking hit me like a truck when and I saw it. You know it. what? Well, me too. Because obviously, these are my favorite Spider-Man films. I was like, so I was fourteen when this came out, and I was yeah. watching it in the cinema. And although I knew it already happened in the comics, yeah. This was at an age where I went into a film thinking like, oh no, like all the main characters are plus armor. Like, no, we're not actually exactly. gonna, we're not actually going to kill her off. Like, we're just teasing at it, you know? It's literally what I, what I thought, yeah. But as soon as she dies, I'm like, rah. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Gwen, no. <laughs> Emma Stone, wake up. <laughs> Stop, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> actually, yeah. sad, sad times. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I remember seeing it. It's like, it's like, look, there you go. He's, he's got the web. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then... It looks like it's working, but then, like, we see her head hit the floor. It's like, oh, oh, shit. She needs and, and, milk. Even, <laughs> and even And even then, even when we saw it, I was like, hang on. No, no, no. It's going to, it's a fake out. This is like a, this is either like some, like, dream sequence bullshit, or maybe they're, like, just pulling the, the wall over her eyes. Maybe she's going to, like, come back or something after, like, a, but, like, when I, when I saw, like, at the end, like, you know, the, they're, they're at the gravestone. Like, this is, this is legit. I was like, mm. holy shit. Like, this is. This is hard hitting. Like he's actually just—he's uh, actually just lost the love of his life. Yeah, didn't get that with Sam Raimi, did you? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Of course, well, I can't—I ha- st- can't stand MJ in the fucking Sam Raimi movies. I know a lot of people can't. Uh, very classic damsel in distress character, not yeah. really helpful. Screaming. I, that's the thing. I, I don't. I don't. That's the thing. So something I should clarify is I don't because like, a lot of people be like, "Oh, Kristen Dunst's not good." It's like I—I I think she's fine in the role. I just don't think she was given good material. Probably, yeah. I mean, I know that's the case with. Uh, a lot of things these days. Uh, yeah. Good actors being wasted on shit scripts. Oh, God, yeah. But anyway, uh, we'll move on because we've, we've done the movies now. Let's talk about Comic-Con now. Sweet. So, do you want to tell about your Comic-Con experience? Because you went before me. Uh, I recently went to Comic-Con in the spring of 2022. Oh, Where yeah. did you go? Uh, I went short while back. It was, like, it was my first year of uni. It was like... Uh, it was like September slash October time in uh, of twenty nineteen, I think. Okay. Yeah, and um, just before COVID. Yeah, literally just. It's good thing I went because like, and uh, and yeah, no, that that was that was a really fun thing. It was the first time I'd ever gone, so it was something that I wasn't really like sure of, especially because I was going by myself, and I, I'm not really a person who like travels much by myself. Mm. Uh, but I went there, and I I had a blast. I, I I got I bought myself this really cool looking lightsaber. I got myself some incredible uh like iron man art i have to and, ask uh, how much did you spend because at comic-con you get all these amazing stores that sell like these great like models and artwork yeah. and stuff but it's so easy to spend so much oh money. god yeah so I, I i i think i ended up spending like just over like 100 quid which is okay you know uh, what if you've been looking forward to this and you've been saving up for a while that's, yeah. that's exactly what it's there for you know yeah and i, I remember this is one of my, again, this is core memory kind of thing, is okay. uh, uh, there was one point where this person came up in, like, a Darth Maul cosplay, and they were really into it. They had, like, the tattoos, they had the face paint and everything. Well, they had body paint and everything, and and not just, not just like, the look, but, like, he had the mannerisms and everything, like, super, super brutal, like, you know, like, <laughs> that kind of thing, where it's just, like, you know, really, really stern-looking, really broody and everything. And I remember, I was like, dude, that looks amazing. That is, like, that, that is an incredible cosplay. And I remember he just looked at me like, like, like he, he kept the character going as well, and like he at, at which point he offered his lights, like he offered the lightsaber. And was like, all right, then let's have a, let's, let's have a lightsaber fight and everything, because I, I bought my lightsaber at that point. Yeah. And uh, but before we started, I quickly went on to Spotify 
and put on Duel of the Fates, and we just started dueling and everything. And it, nice. it felt so. It was so. It was so much fun. Like it like, was classically it, geeky, but amazing. Like yeah. uh, so much fun. <laughs> oh god, it was amazing. It's like, nice when people who share these passions can get together and like do things like that. Yeah, because there was a gentleman I met when I went to Comic Con called Ethan. He also travels Sorry, there by himself. <laughs> That's fine. Well, do whatever you're comfortable with. <laughs> he asked me to take his picture in front of like a big T Rex. And yeah, sure, I can do that. Yeah. And he just got talking to us, which is really nice. Like yeah. telling us that uh, always really excited to meet with people from Doctor Who here, and like he was asking. That's like what we'd come as, and like, yeah. oh, well, your costume's really nice. And I actually still have him on like social media and like Instagram and like Twitter and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's nice. Obviously, you have to leave your comfort zone. <laughs> but sometimes it can pay off, you know? Yeah. These are some of the best times. What's the thing? Um, Do you uh, do you want to watch a channel called Rooster Teeth? Oh, not for years now. Well, yeah, I haven't watched them for a while either, but like, uh, there's YouTube a YouTube channel, do, right? Yeah. For, for uh, do, do you know Michael from Rooster Teeth? Mm, oh, sorry, he's more achievement. Sorry, he's, he's more an achievement. Like, the guy who does all the rage quits and everything. Uh, no, but please provide context for the listeners. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically, there's this YouTuber who uh, uh, he's he's quite well known, and he's uh, he's he's a funny guy. And uh, and what was awesome is they came round for this uh, event, mm. and I was like, oh shit, okay, I'll I'll, uh, I'll have a look. And uh, I ended up uh, I had to pay quite a bit of money, but I ended up uh, meeting him, and I had a, I had a quick chat with him. I was like, hey, how you doing, man? And I was like, hey, is that how you doing? And, and like, because like you know, I picked him up with like the whole. Like, you know, oh, he's the guy who does rage quits. You'd probably expect him to be, like, this loud, boisterous, angry kind of guy. Yeah. But he was actually completely chill. He was really, really cool. And he was, like, he was just completely just like, hey, man, how's, how's it going? This is a pleasure to meet you. I was like, eh. Do you think it's, like, an internet act thing where he acts up his emotions? Like, he'll get, he'll possibly, get pissed yeah. off, but then he'll act, like, overly pissed off. Well, it's also a, a small little thing for him as well, because he doesn't like to be known as the rage quit guy, if I remember correctly. Oh. Like, he's, he's not one who likes that kind of... Uh, or he wants to be known as Michael, not the rage quit guy. Sure. So, well, quite understandably. Yeah, but so, I guess at the same time, he's also created that persona for himself. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, I guess my biggest claim to fame is when I met Black Honey last year. I got to meet oh, yeah. two members of the band. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. Izzy and Chris. They were great. That's, that's uh, me, cool. Because they're my favourite band. And me and Beth went to their gig when we came to Birmingham. Yeah. And afterwards, they were running the merch stall themselves. And it was at a time we were doing McDonald's Monopoly. And they said, oh, if you give us your Monopoly stickers, we'll give you free merch. So me and Bev handed over like a handful of stickers <laughs> where I got a t-shirt and Izzy herself gave me a piggyback, which I still have a video of. <laughs> that was brilliant. And then Good we... work, soldier. <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun. She's the, uh, she's the lead singer as well. She's like the main one in the band. Yeah, well, that's awesome. That's no a... offense to the others. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what the others were called was Chris, Alex and Tommy. Yes. <laughs> I know them. I know them. <laughs> And then I got a picture of uh, with Izzy and Chris, which is really cool. Yeah. But, uh, at Comic-Con itself, obviously, you have to pay to do some things, like meet particular actors and get like signings yeah. and photos. Uh, I I went on like, a, a bit of a budget. Yeah. I had to, like, I had a trip to London, so I needed to uh, travel uh, to and from there. Yeah. Stay there overnight for a few nights. Um as well as buying my costume, I went as the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Nice. <laughs> I remember seeing pictures of this, actually. He was, the costume turned out really nice. But yeah. again, similar to you, the costume itself must have been like 65. Yeah. But because it came from America, there was a bunch of postage and stuff, so it ended oh, up being yeah. like 80, 80, maybe 90, some, something silly. Yeah. But I, I thought the costume came out great. I love wearing it. it well, it did show off my David Bowie balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you know in Labyrinth where the Goblin King or David Bowie has like fat balls, <laughs> even it's like a kids' film. He's like running around with like the puppet goblins with his fat cock out. <laughs> my God, I had my Bowie balls out, but that was fun. 
I went to my Comic Con with my housemates, we were literally talking about earlier. Yeah. And that was the first time I'd seen him since uni. Oh, yeah. And it's the last time I've seen him at this point in time. Oh. So that was good. Jacob won his 10th Doctor. Oh, I do remember And yeah. James won his 12th Doctor. Being Scottish, that was very fitting. Yeah. And Mark won his himself, <laughs> because he couldn't get a costume in time. That's fair. In the Spider-Man costume itself, obviously it's spandex, it's not the warmest material, so I bought some thermals yeah. to go underneath it. So I was, I was wearing my thermals, my Spider-Man costume, but when I actually got to Olympia Stadium, which is where the Comic-Con was, yeah. it's got this massive glass ceiling, and when you're actually in there, first of all, it was a nice day, but it was like a glass house. Like I was sweating, Chris. <laughs> I was dying in this costume. It was the, the thermals were not needed. Yeah. So the next time I like cosplay, I guess, the next Comic-Con, I know not to wear them. <laughs> Unless wear was bad, then, you know, I'll have to. But Comic-Con was a lot of fun. I brought my digital camera. So I got loads of, ca- uh, loads of pictures on that, yeah. uh, of myself and other, other things. And Jacob bought a disposable camera, which I haven't seen in years. Yeah. He picked it up from Boots, and it had 27 pictures on it. But we got very excited when we found out that it actually had 30. On the oh. box it said 27, but when we could keep taking more, it's like, well, we still got some left. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you, you, you like your cameras, don't you? I love them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the digital ones turn out fun. We've got like a nostalgic look to them. Yeah. Uh, as well as Ethan, who I mentioned, I also met a weird person. <laughs> I will call them weird. Hello. It was very strange because everyone there was really lovely. We were approached by one person who didn't say hello to anything or anything to us. He just came up to us and he goes, "You're the tenth Doctor. You're the twelfth Doctor. And are you are you uh, Toby Maguire's Spider-Man?" <laughs> uh, oh no, I'm uh, I'm actually Andrew Garfield. And he goes, "Oh." You look like Tom Holland. I'm like, oh, thank you. I'll take this as a compliment. And he's like, it is a compliment. And then he walked away. <laughs> but it was such a bizarre and like abrupt conversation. I was like, okay, take care. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even have a time to like part with him. But yeah. there you go. I think those are the kind of people you expect to go to a Comic Con. Yeah. But for the most part, just people that are like pretty chill. Like, yeah. you know, we were there like just to just to hang out, like see the cool costumes and whatnot. Uh, although I didn't pay to any of the extra stuff, I did sit in on one of the talks by Sylvester McCoy, who played the seventh Doctor. Oh, sweet. That was really cool. And my housemate got to ask him a question. He got hands on a microphone, and he asked him, What's, what was your hardest episode of Doctor Who? <laughs> so that was a fun question. Yeah, other than that, I feel like that sums up my Comic-Con. I don't think there was anything else notable about it. Hmm. I had a great time, and I definitely want to do another one. Yeah. And now I've got my costume, I want to get my money's worth, so I'm just going to go to all of these Comic-Cons as Spider-Man. I think the next time I'll get a chance will be when it comes to Birmingham in November, I think it is. Yeah, that sounds cool. I went to the Showmasters Comic Con, but there's different companies that do it. Yeah. I can't remember who's doing it in uh, in winter, so I'll have to find out. And you said you'd be down to do another one, right? Absolutely. Good stuff. What is your dream superpower? So let's say you're in a comic, yeah. you're a comic book character. What superpower is bestowed upon you? Uh, so I had this, um, I had this dream once where I was, it's going to sound like a joke, but it's actually real. That's it. Uh, I, I was a superhero called Super Bloke. And Super I was, Bloke. Yeah, that was, that was my name and I just went about. And I, uh, I had this ability to like control fire. I was like a firebender essentially. Oh, well, like I, I could like draw energy from heat and I could like make me like stronger or I could like, or if there was like a, a building on fire, I could literally... Literally extract the fire out of the building. Like I could literally sure. take it out. And uh, like uh, like pyro from X Men, right? Like fi- kinda, yeah. fire manipulation. Yeah, essentially, yeah. And like, uh, and it, it was it was such a cool thing. Like there was even a point where like uh, I like I after this dream I was like 
dude, that's awesome. I want to like, and so me being me, I, I ran with this idea, like going with this idea and being like, yeah, this character, like I was created like a character based off of this. Like, like do some concept art or something. You know, like when, uh... never, never really concept art, but I just did, I did, con- I did concepting, whereas they're just writing down like, you sure. know, their characteristics, what the powers would be, what, like what the, uh, everything would be in. Because uh, typically, when superheroes have their superpower, their name resembles it in some form. Yeah. Super bloke doesn't scream fire manipulation to me. <laughs> Boom, you know, maybe just to some people. Might need to do a rebrand or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I, I still adore the term super bloke, so... Oh, it's good, yeah. If by some miracle of science I ever become a superhero, that's what my name is. I was thinking, like, uh, it'd be some kind of English superhero who dispensed tea out of his nipples <laughs> or something. <laughs> He, he, he like he, he well yeah you, you basically hit the hammer on the head I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I was gonna try and add my own player I was like no no you, you, you've already won I mean, uh, sure <laughs> I, that's, that's what I imagine anyway when I think of it, a super bloke uh, I think uh, what about a costume and like a superhero costume because this t- sometimes resembles a power so yeah. let's say your power is fire manipulation what would you wear that says like, "Oh, hey, I'm a fire manipulation guy. I'm super bloke." Well, that's, well, well, that's the thing. I actually didn't have a costume. What it was is like, I could literally wear flame. Like, like flames would literally like, like burst onto my body, and that, and that would essentially be the my human clothing. Tor- you had a dream about the human torch, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> when you woke up, you woke up and thought, "I've got an original concept." Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I think if I could have a superpower, it would be like. Time manipulation. Yeah. Like, when I was a kid, I think I would have picked super speed. But growing up, I'm like, well, time manipulation is much more better. Because I can speed it up, slow it down. I got more choice over it. I can stop it completely. Yeah. I mean, in terms of a costume, I could really brand on that. Like, I wear loads of clocks and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've got loads, loads of... Di- like dig- a doctor or something. Sure, like, i got a digital clock, like, duct taped to my arm. And, like, a big, like, round clock taped to my front. <laughs> There's loads of clocks on me. And I'm a clock guy. <laughs> I missed the time. <laughs> missed the time. Yeah, your time is up. And I get to, I get to, I get to like for one line of puns. Oh, that's that's it. Actually, I can't think of any more time puns. <laughs> like you're on the clock. No. <laughs> oh, it's awful. Oh, it's terrible. You're I don't know. That's what I think of. Because I think we all daydream about that kind of stuff. Like you know, when we're bored in like school and lectures, we dream about that kind of thing. Oh yeah. Who's even like this is a common thing I found out because this is something I thought I just did. When I spoke to Beth, and she does it as well, where you kind of daydream about getting in a fight, or no, the situation we used, we daydreamed about a gunman coming in to like a, a classroom or like electrical, yeah. or like a gunwoman. You know, women can shoot people up too. <laughs> it's twenty twenty two. Women can be mass murderers. I don't give a shit. But no, it was like this bizarre and arrogant thought where it's like, yeah, a gunman's going to come in, but like, I'm going to save a day. Like, we're going to point a gun at us, but, like, everyone get on the ground, and I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to throw my pencil case in a particular way, but knock the guns out of their hands, when I'm going to somersault, like, Yoda's term and, like, take them down with these action moves I saw in films. Well, I, I was picturing you launching to him, like, Palpatine in, in that movie, in fucking Revenge of the Yeah. Like, ah! Like, 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 screeches and, like, oh. goes through the air. It would not too dissimilar to that. Just Yoda acrobatics across the fucking classroom. It turns into like or, a horror movie of you beating this person. Or in these scenarios, we could imagine ourselves just fucking talking down the gunman, like you don't want to do this, you know. Think yeah. about your kids. Or, I don't know. Say something ridiculous and just like I don't know, save a day, basically. Yeah. When of course this this would never happen. No one would ever go. I mean, maybe in America. Yes. But no one's just going to come into a classroom with a gun. Like everyone, like freeze, like. It's such a weird thing to think. Yeah. I think it's because we've grown up with like so much 
I don't know, action in media. It's like so used, we're so used to that kind of stuff now. We kind of put ourselves in the protagonist's shoes and we want to be the badass ourselves. Yeah. And like this happens when I was, like I would still have these daydreams in my fucking 20s. Like if I was bored in a lecture in uni, I'd still think like, oh, if a gunman comes in right now, I've seen enough like... Dude, I still have them. Yeah, there you go, exactly. We all think these was weird shit. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I don't know why we all do it as well. Yeah. I, I thought it was just me being weird at first, because I daydream a lot anyway. But it's like, it's very similar to like a kid's car imagination. Yeah. Like, they imagine seeing things out the car window on like a, a long car ride. Yeah. That's something I did when I was little. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Oh, it's superpowers. Time manipulation. Sure. Time manipulation sounds overpowered, but cool. Oh, I mean some things are overpowered but like someone's got to have them right like yeah, if it was I mean Superman gets all the superpowers mm. like yeah. I just want this one and you also be fire manipulation yeah do you want to add any other to a roster or uh, just keep keep your one for now I suppose uh, I suppose it's a bit, bit generic but I suppose it's just simple stuff like just super strength kind of thing that would be cool yeah why not that one's help. that one's just handy you know yeah it'll come in handy in loads of simple like everyday situations yeah I guess time elimination does as well. Because if like, I'm running late, I can pause time, or if I'm bored, I can speed up time. Yeah. Yeah, I can really have fun with that. You get really creative with time manipulation. It's like yeah. being, it's like not having a time machine, it's being the time machine. Yeah. But then I don't know how aging works. Like, do I age normally? So if I go back a million years, do I just still age and, like, and die in 80? <laughs> Before we wrap up comics and the podcast, do you want to talk about anything else comic book related? We've already talked about movies. Um... <laughs> yeah, I feel like we could do a whole podcast on movies in, in general, which is yeah. fine. That could be a, a topic in itself. Oh, oh yeah, that'd be down. Um, Anything broad like that, it has a potential to have like a spin-off. Yeah. I suppose, okay, so it's a bit of, a, bit of an extension of what we said before, but like, we, I mean, we've already said our favourite uh, hero is Spider-Man, like, just by that, but like, if you had to pick like, a second place, or like, not, not even that, just like, you had to pick anyone but Spider-Man, who would you pick? As a favourite superhero? Yeah. Probably Deadpool, which I know I mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, he's, I mean, great fun. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, decent, like, roster of powers. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I ever get bored of reading a Deadpool comic. Yeah, that's fair. What about yourself? Uh, I think I would probably go for... I really like Iron Man. Like, I really like... Solid choice. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I really... I adore Civil War. And, like, mm-hmm. him in, like, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, like, is, like, goddamn, like... He's S tier in those movies. Yeah, yeah. How about this then, as like a finisher? If you could play a superhero, uh, this doesn't have to be who your favorite is. Who would? You, what kind of superhero would you like to portray? And it doesn't need to be like a. It could be like a movie or like a, a series or even like if you voice act them or something. If you get to be them, you know. Oh wait, is this the case that like I'm, I'm playing them rather than being them? Uh yes. Okay. Uh, if I had to play a character. I really want to be Spider-Man because I just love... Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Cut this podcast. <laughs> um, Spider-Man would be good. I'm going to have him as well. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? Spider-UK. Yeah, just to, just to be a bit different. Billy Braddock. Yeah, that's fair. I think... Citation needed. Maybe wrong. I'm pretty sure he is a Captain Britain variant. Yeah. But the Spider-Man of his universe died, so we took up the Spider-Man mantle. Oh, so yeah. So it was like this cross between Captain Britain and Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like a big deal in like Spider-Verse comics. Like He's like one of the leaders that brings together like the Web Warriors. Yeah. Super fucking nerdy talk right now. Like I feel like there's like, <laughs> di- 
There's different tiers of geeky talk, and like when you start busting out like some deep Spider-Man lore facts like this, you, you fall within like the the, the bottom pit of, of geekiness. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a pit. Oh, you know what we say: when you hit rock bottom, all you can do is dig. <laughs> yeah, Christian, thank you so much for joining me, man. Yeah, thanks. For, thanks. It's been for having a bit me. of a been a bit of an unconventional one, like talking about more university than a travel segment. But yeah. hey, there you go. I think it was still just as good. Yeah. Do well. you want to? Give any shout outs to social medias, it would be uh, yourself I'm, or someone else. I'm okay, thanks. I don't really have anything in mind. Nope. Well, if anyone wants to follow the Burn Friends Twitter account, it is at Friends. And I think that's a wrap. So thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks very much, mate. It's been a blast again. It has been, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, until the next one, end recording.